necessary. We'll try to convince you that our product will give you cleaner, tighter abs in minutes. A perfect smile, porcelain veneers. The freedom from those painful, embarrassing bunions. Because we simply want to help you spend smarter and save better. Log on to feedthepig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Hands can do incredible things. This is the sound of 326 hands playing Mozart. This is the sound of 10,942 hands showing appreciation. 64 hands building a house for the homeless. 142 hands swimming a triathlon. 18 hands winning the big game. And this is the sound of two hands helping to save a life. It's called Hands Only CPR, and it's recommended by the American Heart Association. If an adult suddenly collapses, call 911, then push hard and fast in the center of their chest until help arrives. It's incredibly easy and effective. Hands can do incredible things, but nothing compares to using them to help save a life. Find out more about this latest method of CPR at handsonlycpr.org. A message from the American Heart Association and the Ad Council. Wow, he's talented. We look at Harden and go, wow, he's talented. You don't follow Westbrook. You don't. You follow LeBron. LeBron took the All-Star game seriously. Therefore, everybody late in the game yesterday did as well. I'm not obsessed with LeBron, but I have to remind people daily what valuable means. There are a lot of things in your life that may be expensive, but you could live without that watch. You can't last three days without water. Water's more valuable than food. This this All-Star game was dead. The commissioner literally had to tweak it to save it. But that didn't save the game. What saved the game is the best player in the world who, by caring, created a culture for two and a half to three hours that other millionaires also care. iHeartRadio. You can catch The Herd with Colin Cowherd right here. You can go right now to theherdnow.com, theherdnow.com. Weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. This is your station. Gotta have it. It's great. It's so kick-ass. And this is Fox Sports Radio. You ready? On iHeartRadio. Sports trending now. The biggest free agent still without a home now has one. J.D. Martinez and the Red Sox have agreed to a five-year, $110 million deal with a player opt-out after the second season. And we want to send our best wishes out to Hall of Famer Orlando Cepeda. Mr. Cepeda rushed to a Bay Area hospital on Monday night. No word on his condition or the nature of his illness. The 80-year-old was an 11-time All-Star Rookie of the Year in the National League MVP. NFL News, according to the New York Post, the Jets are willing to offer free agent quarterback Kirk Cousins a deal in the neighborhood of five years, $150 million bucks, with as much as $60 million guaranteed. And the Charlotte Observer is reporting that Julius Peppers will most likely return for his 17th NFL season. College hoops last night, 8th ring Kansas rolled Oklahoma 104-74. Jayhawks are in sole possession of the first place in the Big 12. I'm Jeff Carson. We are- 
This is Steve Gorman Sports. The Lakers last won a ring in 2010. If you're a 25-year-old in the league, they were they were 16 or 17 the last time the Lakers really mattered. But if I'm 24 years old and Magic Johnson retired right now before I was born, which is what we're talking about, I just don't know that the purple and gold holds that same mystique. Steve Gorman Sports. Steve Gorman Sports. Weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. From Ben Maller to Clay Travis. That is A plus smack talk. From Dan Patrick to Colin Cowherd. Stop. He's all over the map. From Rich Eisen to Doug Gottlieb. I'm telling you what happened. Okay. From Steve Gorman to JT the Brick and Jason Smith. Take off your jock straps. Okay. From morning through the late night. Hey, hey, how you doing, brother? This is Fox Sports Radio iHeartRadio. Don't ever miss the Dan Patrick Show. Nobody else had the balls to do this. Because if you do, you miss this. I had somebody actually get into a discussion last night at dinner about skeleton. And they're going, can you believe uh, that Ulander girl and the chances she was taking in skeleton? And I went, Jeff, you, you're really going to talk about skeleton? Well, that, it, it's face first luge. You know, she's really making up a lot of time between turn seven and well, eight I, there. I, I mean, I, that's really the key. And what? You know, you know, I'm watching biathlon and I couldn't, I go, what? Like, now all of a sudden people are experts because they've watched it for, I spent two hours watching curling. Now you know exactly what curling's all about. By the way, do you see where the, uh, the Soviet curler Got busted for PEDs, performance enhancing drugs. Now, I think that this is probably just somebody saying, all right, who's going to do it? Somebody's got to do it. Who's going to take one for the team? All right, I'll do it. All right, you've got to test positive just so they, you know, it legitimizes our sport. Like, you're not really an athlete until you test positive for steroids here, or your sport is not legitimate. So this poor Soviet guy probably said, all right, I'll be the guy who tests positive for this. Yes, Paulie. It's, is it such a funny story because we believe there's no physical ability, right or wrong, to do curling as far as high-end physical ability? Well, you're okay, there's a gold medal at stake. But other than that, it's not like you're making a lot of money in the curling leagues around the world. Uh, but it does take strength. You know, if you pick up, you know, that rock, I mean, it, it, it takes there there is some physicality to it. It doesn't look like it because you've got a broom and you're sweeping. And then you feel like, oh. I do that every day at the house. I can sweep the kitchen. Therefore, I could be a curler. If you're out there on the ice, they talk about you got to have strong core and you got to have upper upper body strength. You do. Now we laugh at curling, but there are there's some athleticism to it. But the fact that you test positive for steroids in curling, didn't somebody test positive for steroids in darts? Was darts, it? archery. But in some of those sports, they use different types of drugs that uh, slow down your heartbeat, uh, calm you okay. down. Help like you. beta blockers? Yes. Yes, Fritzy. Now, if there's an event like bicep curling, that would make a whole lot of sense. But the actual broom thing with the ice, I don't know if you really need the juice for that. You shouldn't be talking smack with your biceps. And my squeaky sneakers. Yeah. You got, <laughs> yeah. Fritzy bought a pair of Nikes that are squeaky. Just, Very squeaky. Yeah. You could just walk across, go walk across the basketball court there, and we should be able to turn on our mics. Yeah, then, of course, you had to make some kind of weight-related crash that's making you squish. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Um, <laughs> this week in the shoes screaming. The Dan Patrick Show. I like that. Right here. Don't miss it. We did the world a favor. iHeartRadio. Listen everywhere. Monday through Friday. 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific. On Fox Sports Radio. 
for you there, DP. Welcome to the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. We're the best team in the world with the best player on the world. Clay Thompson smells like a future Laker. The connection with his father. He has those outburst games. He's not going to be the star if he goes to the Lakers. But with LeBron he may be George, he may be carrying it a little bit with LeBron at age 35. You don't have the pressure of being the man every night. And he has not been. 37. In a quarter. But eventually guys like him want to be the man. Adrian Wojnarowski from the mothership. For the Lakers, you know, they want to be involved with LeBron James and Paul George this summer. But maybe in 2019, a class of Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, Clay Thompson, a potential class of those players would look at the Lakers and say, hey, we can start winning with the young guys they have. And that's kind of the line the Lakers are, are trying to balance now. And, and Live from the Mercedes-Benz Man Cave. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. It's Dan Patrick. Welcome to the program. It's hour one on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. McLovin's still on vacation. Back tomorrow. Paulie handling the poll question duties. We'll get to your phone calls coming up as well. You can get in touch with the program a variety of ways. You can tweet. Our handle is at DP Show, 877-3DP-SHOW. And our email address, dpdanpatrick.com. Say good morning to our TV partner, the Direct TV Audience Network folks, and also our 316 radio affiliates around the country. Major League Baseball introduced new rules to speed up the game on Monday. They're limiting the number of mound visits, so they'll try to cut down on commercial time. There's no pitch clock. Now, I was told a couple of weeks ago, get ready for a big change, and I was told the pitch clock was going to be implemented. It's not there yet. The question is, will it make a difference? And we know the challenges that baseball faces. You know, we're in a fast-moving sports world. Attention spans are short, and baseball's trying to make the game a little tighter. But the specialization in baseball makes it harder to watch at times. You know, you got a left-hander up. Let's bring in the left-handed pitcher. No, we're going to bring up a right-handed hitter. It just takes forever. Commercial inventory. Everything is sponsored. And I'm not sure baseball can do anything to fundamentally change the pace in this sports world. Uh, and it might be a bad thing because baseball's big locally may not get a lot of national attention until the World Series. It's not as big as football. It's never going to be the national pastime again. But maybe the changes make the game a little more entertaining. And at least baseball is trying. But what baseball did is baseball allowed this to happen right under its nose. You just allowed these players to take time. Everybody's going to take time. Now, and understand this, if you're a player and you're at the plate, you want to milk all the airtime you can. If you have sponsorships, if you're with Nike and you can have your batting gloves on display, you you that's your airtime. And I understand why they would be milking it. But baseball allowed them to milk it. And continue to milk it. And then pitchers. And then pitchers are going to take time. And then the call to the bullpen. So baseball used to be a timeless sport. It was leisurely. But if you're going to try to attract... Look at the Olympics. You thought the Olympics were foolproof. Everybody's going to watch the Olympics. What did they do? They went out and got X Games. That helped a ton. Who are the stars? X Games. So baseball has to understand... And maybe baseball is understanding its place of how do we get a younger audience without alienating the older audience, those who came from a different generation. You know, I fit in with the Olympics where I remember what it was, and then I remember when they said, well, we're going to put the X Games in there. And I go, really? And my first thought was, do the X Game athletes want to be part of the Olympics? And then they realized the exposure, the monetary value of being an Olympic champion as opposed to an X Games champion. 
And you now look at these sports, and they just fit into the Olympics. But baseball has to figure this out. You know, basketball, look at the young stars in basketball. In basketball, they're not afraid to make changes, even the All-Star game. And the fact that you're going to have live TV drafting players for an All-Star game, that's pretty good. But the NBA knows we have to be aggressive. We have our chance in the marketplace. You know, maybe football is not as popular. Baseball is waning a little bit. Never going to be the national pastime again. This is the NBA's chance. Now, does the NFL... NFL brought back celebrations. Why? Because your kids... You know, the older generation... Come on, I remember. Act like you've been there. Come on, get off my lawn. It's about getting a younger audience. And baseball's no different. You have young players... I mean, Bryce Harper is as popular as anybody. Mike Trout, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton. Like, you have players. You have transcendent players. You have future Hall of Famers. It doesn't feel like it is marketed the correct way. And also, and I do think that Rob Manfred, this new commissioner, is exploring this. I think that he understands, how do we open this up without making it crazy? You know, do we go from, uh, like, three balls and two strikes instead of, you know, you get three strikes, you're out, or four balls for a walk? I don't want them to get crazy. I just think there's ancillary interruptions that you could probably limit, and the umpires can limit this. You get six visits to the mound. Well, we've allowed these visits, and then they go out, and then how many times have you seen this? There's a visit at the mound. And then the umpire, they show the umpire and he's going, all right, don't make, don't make me come out there. I'm, I'm not, if I come out there and then all of a sudden he starts to walk out and then they disband. Can you get it done in a quicker way? I know we got to get the, the guy in the bullpen. We got to get him some extra throws there. It just feels like the timeless part of this has been endless. And I think if you are able to modify it a little bit, uh, make it a little bit more, you know, the pace is quicker. It can still be a four-hour game. It's like when you watch a movie and you go, God, how long was that? Well, it's two hours. Or you can watch a movie and go, man, that was two and a half hours? It's good hours or bad hours. That's really what it comes down to. I don't know how long the Super Bowl was. Like, how many hours? I don't know. But it was great, right? I, you put a clock to something when you're, you're not entertained by it. You know, you start looking at your... How many times have you done that in a movie theater? We go, oh, God. Oh, man, it's only been 40 minutes. You don't want that to happen with baseball. I understand the pace of it, and I enjoyed the pace. But when I was younger, I didn't know any better. I was watching the game. I didn't look at my watch. As you get older, I have a hard time sitting through an entire game. Now, unless it's the, you know, playoffs, the World Series, it's, it's tough. Even when I've gone and I took my kids a couple of years ago, this is, was one of Jeter's last home games and I wanted them to see Derek Jeter play. My younger girls, I wanted them to just see Derek Jeter because one day they would appreciate that. And you're sitting there and you're going, how did I sit through this? I, this, this is tough. I'll have another beer, please. But that's what baseball is up against. Now, the the pitch clock, I'm against it, but I understand where baseball probably needs something like that, is get the game going. Because if there's movement, and in today's baseball game, this is what you have. You have strikeouts or home runs. 
So there's no movement. Back in the 70s or even 80s, you would have guys who would hit the ball to the right side of the infield to move the runner from second to third. Like, you don't see that now. At least you had movement in a game. So your movement is somebody strikes out or somebody hits a home run. That's not a lot of movement. All you need is a pitcher, a catcher, and a hitter for that. That's all. So baseball with the new rules. We'll talk to Harold Reynolds of uh, Baseball Network. He'll join us a little bit later on. Uh, also, Peter King is going to stop by. I'm hearing some things about Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen that you're going to want to hear. The Baker Mayfield comparisons with Johnny Manziel. He, you know, he's been asked this. He addressed it. He's not going to the draft. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson, I guess, is too small, too short to play quarterback. He's six three. Maybe he should play wide receiver. Bill Polian, the former GM, said. So we'll talk to him about that. It feels like Kirk Cousins is signed, sealed, delivered, going to the Broncos. But the Jets, the Jets are making a strong push here. Here's another thing. It's sorting out what is real and what is not, what is fact and what is fiction. This time of the year, it's really hard to believe anything you hear. That's why I have two people that I go to who have no agenda whatsoever, none, other than just what are you hearing, what's the information, you know, what, what do teams normally do, and, and they're not affiliated with any teams. And that's what I love about this is I'm getting somebody they're scouts who are telling you just what, what their job is and what they see. And it's fun to be able to just hear something that's unfiltered because they don't care. They're not getting paid by anybody. And they'll get these guys now. I would never tell anybody the truth now. There would be no reason unless I'm trying to deceive you. And then you're not telling the truth. Yes, Paulie. Your Jets have $80 million in cap space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Broncos have $26 million in cap space. Yeah, but where would you rather play? I'd rather play in Denver than the New York Jets. Yeah. All right, uh, we'll talk about that coming up with Peter King. We'll get to phone calls here. Uh, got a stat of the day, got a play of the day. 15 after the hour, just getting started here. Dan and the Dan, that's Dan Patrick Show. Of course my kid's in the right car seat. Well, I think he is. Yeah, my kid's in a booster seat. He was ready to move up. He is ready, right? Her car seat looks like the right size. There are probably rules on when to move up to a booster seat. Aren't there? Rear-facing? Forward-facing? I think I have it right. Car crashes are a leading killer of children 1 to 13. Are your children in the right car seat for their age and size? Don't think you know. Know you know. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat. I know my child's in the right car seat. Or else I wouldn't get in the driver's seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. This heavyweight bout is about to begin. The challenger wears white trunks with a blue stripe, and the champ is wearing, uh, looks like an examination gown from the doctor's office. And from the back, we can... Ooh, that's not pretty. Champ, what's with the crazy getup? 
got to take care of my family. Yeah, so? Well, when you love your family, you got to go in and get those important medical screenings. A lot of potentially deadly diseases could be treated if you catch them in time. So you wear the examination gown because... Because I'm a real man. Real men take care of their families and get those tests. Real men wear gowns. Okay, champ. Good luck. Here we go. <laughs> the champ's not wasting any time. <laughs> it's over. This fight is over. Champ, you barely broke a sweat. Any words for your fans out there? Remember, go to ahrq.gov for a list of the tests they need to get and when to get them. What was that web address again? ahrq.gov. And remember, real men wear gowns. Go to ahrq.gov. This message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AHRQ, and the Ad Council. Patrick. Sports trending now. Starting with news from the NFL. No deal done yet for Kirk Cousins, but the New York Post is reporting that the Jets will be willing to offer the free agent QB a deal in the neighborhood of five years and 150 million bucks, as much as 60 mil of that guaranteed. The Charlotte Observer is reporting that Julius Peppers will most likely return for his 17th NFL season. And the NBA All-Star break still upon us. Play won't resume until Thursday night, but Fergie issued a statement regarding her performance of the National Anthem during Sunday's NBA All-Star game. She says as an artist she tried to do something to make it her own, but, quote, clearly this rendition didn't strike the intended tone, end quote. Baseball news, free agent J.D. Martinez is no longer a free agent. He and the Red Sox have agreed to a five-year, $110 million deal with a player opt-out after the second year. Gerard Dyson gets a two-year deal from the Diamondbacks worth seven and a half million bucks and hall of famer orlando cepeda was rushed to a bay area hospital monday night no word yet on his condition or the nature of his illness but our thoughts are with the 80 year old who is an 11 time all-star rookie of the year and national league mvp nhl news the flyers acquired goalie peter morazic in a trade with the red wings in exchange for a third and fourth round conditional picks last night's action saw the kings win at chicago three to one duck shut out the golden knights two zip in vegas i'm deb carson we are there's never a dull moment in the world of sports. Open three recurring. Got it! Let us remind you of some key moments that might go down. Lonzo Ball would disappear if he moved all but about five teams. Jimmy Garoppolo, you didn't have to pay him. Now what happens if he stinks? This story is also about how the NCAA can't police itself. When the moments hit, we're here to capture them for you. This is Fox Sports Radio. Dan Patrick Show brought to you by Farmers. Talk with a farmer's agent today so you can assess whether your policy is game ready. Find an agent at Farmers.com. We were just discussing bobsled. Princey didn't know if there was a steering wheel inside the bobsled. We weren't sure who was the one yelling as they get ready to leave the gate, a two-man bobsled. But I'm watching last night like it's the seventh game of the World Series where it comes down to a tie. I think Germany and Canada tied for the gold medal. Lee Diffie with the call. And my wife says, uh, uh, your daughter's on the phone. I go, Yo, hold on. I got I got two-man bobsled here. I don't have time for this. Yeah, Fritzy. And then how do you explain, like, the coaches at the end jumping and celebrating? Like, what exactly did they do is what I'm trying to figure out. I know, like, in NASCAR, there's all kinds of communication and when to pit, and it seems like there's a lot of strategy. Once you go zooming through, you know, all the ice there in the little tunnel, look, I don't know what the coach really accomplished. Well, you 
prepare them for this moment. You probably get them in shape. You probably help with the design of the uh, bobsled. I'm sure there's a lot of things that they would be a part of. Share in. This doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of coaching. You've been a bu- you've been an Olympic buzzkill. I have. Like if, if there is a gold medal <laughs> for Olympic buzzkill, it's you. Okay, so the luge and the skeleton. There's no steering column there, so they they get in the thing and then they got to hope for the best and that they get there faster than the other countries. I don't know what exactly they're doing in the course of going 80 miles an hour head first. Yes, Pauling. They have almost like a, a steering system. that's like two handheld pulleys that go basically left and right. There is absolutely a steering system in bobsled. Yeah, Fritzy thought you just get into the bobsled and you hope for the best. Which means he could do it. Any of us have a terrible time if we just, you know, ran, if, if we were brave enough to get into the skeleton thing and we just were able to hold on and just go through, we'd have like a, a decent time, no? Yeah, Paul. That's absolutely incorrect, especially in the bobsled because the track is so slick. You would be over on top of your head within about five seconds if you didn't steer the thing. They showed like uh, some amateur bobsledders from Africa, and they were trying to do it, and they were novices at steering, and they were banging all over the track, and they were in danger. Any other questions here, Buzzkill? I think 95% of that is just the bravery of getting on the thing, and then it just it kind of goes, and then uh, whatever your time is, your time is. Okay. Think, you know, we, we were thinking about the Olympics here. And then we started to think about, you know, that there have been excruciating second-place finishes, you know, where somebody just almost got the gold. And then we started to wonder, what is the ultimate second-place finish in in the world? Not just sports, like the most painful second-place finish of all time. And we came up with the following. The second person on the moon, is the, that's the toughest runner-up ever. Do you have others, Paulie? That that probably is the leader in the clubhouse. Buzz Aldrin, second to Neil Armstrong, Moon, 1969. Yeah. USA basketball losing to Russia, getting screwed over by the refs, 1972 Olympics. A legendary painful loss. They didn't pick, keep their silver silver medals, didn't they? Did they Doug Collins tell us that? Yeah, they didn't want them. Mirrod, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, Mirrod Kovic to Michael Phelps, 2008 Olympics. I think it was the 100-meter butterfly. Phelps was going for his seventh. That unbelievable photo, underwater photo. He's blowing Phelps away for the first, you know, two-thirds of the race, and Phelps wins by one one-hundredth. La La Land to Moonlight, best picture 2016. You thought you won. You were on stage winning. You were celebrating the win, unlike some of these others. It's not like Buzz Aldrin got down, started cabbage patching because he thought he was first man on the moon, then looked over and saw, you know, Neil Armstrong there. Uh, Jean Vandeveld to Paul Laurie, 99 British Open. Jean Vandeveld could have double bogeyed the 18th and won. He triple bogeyed the 18th and had, and lost in a playoff. Yep. Never came back from that. Uh, Tenzing Norgay to Edmund Hillary, Mount Everest, 1953. Edmund Hillary, first man to summit Mount Everest. Norgay was second, just behind him. Yeah, but, but he was the Sherpa, wasn't he? Yes, he was kind of. See, that, that's why I don't understand. He carried all the gear and he was second. Whereas Sir Edmund Hillary got to walk up there unencumbered, other than obviously the demands of Mount Everest. Right. This dude's carrying all the gear. Seems like he should be getting some bonus points. Yeah. So, and then Buzz Aldrin to Neil Armstrong, Moon 19. Yeah, I gotta go Moon. Yeah, it's just, it, it sort of separates everything. Moon. Anybody disagree with that? The worst second place finish is Moon. Is Buzz Aldrin. That La La Land loss. Yeah, but you didn't win. You just were told you'd won. Well, you, yeah, you'd won for a minute. Yeah, but you, you didn't really. You yeah. were on the stage. But somebody made a mistake. 
Like nobody made a mistake and said, oh, Neil got out first and it was supposed to be Buzz on the moon. Now, imagine that. If Neil Armstrong's out there and then you hear, hey, Buzz, you were supposed to be the first one out. One small step per man. <laughs> one, two. Yes, Fritzy. I don't know. I, I could appreciate the moon one, but the number of times that I've seen that USA-Russia finish and the aggravation of them allowing them to keep inbounding and try doing it over and over and over again so finally Russia scored the basket to win, I just found that but you But you knew that they were cheating you. You knew that that was happening. Now, in the moment, you didn't, but you certainly did. It didn't take long for that to sink in, that they were they were going to cheat you so they could win the gold medal. So you, you, everybody knows you won the gold medal. You didn't get it. Everybody knows you deserved it. La La Land didn't deserve it. They, they weren't winning it. It was just a mistake. La La Land. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Uh, man, it's gotta be Moon. Like Buzz Aldrin's doing all that work and going up there and all of a sudden Neil's going, um, hey, hey, Buzz, one small step for us. What if Buzz wrote it? Giant leap. Mm. No, Neil didn't give him credit there. Hey, I'm thinking of hitting a five iron or a six iron on the moon. What do you think, Buzz? Yes, Paul. Do you think Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong, when they're preparing for the landing, ever had a discussion, hey, let's go arm in arm, land simultaneously, or they were under orders from NASA? I don't know how that works. Of, can you imagine they were fighting to get out the door? Right. And like trying to squeeze, who was going to be the first one to squeeze out? I don't think you could do, I don't think, I don't think the capsule was big enough. Under review. Who survived the ground? Who, like, who made it to the ground? Uh, first? Neil, Neil survived the ground. He did. But that has to be, it was Buzzkill. That's where we invented Buzzkill. That, oh. Buzz Aldrin didn't get to be the first guy on the moon. Buzzkill. Total Buzzkill. I think Walter Cronkite used that. And that is a total Buzzkill. Walter Cronkite. <laughs> Walter Cronkite. Maybe I didn't know. But that's if the moon landing was even real, guys. Uh, okay. <laughs> if it was real, then Buzz, Buzz Aldrin had the worst runner-up finish in the history of mankind. You may disagree, and that's what we love about this audience. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com and our Twitter handle with DPSHOW. Yes, Bowen? So just check Wikipedia. That's our research Wik- hub here. Uh <laughs> Armstrong and Aldrin landed on the moon, and they waited six hours to step out onto the lunar surface. Well, they were wrestling. <laughs> That's the longest game of rock, paper, scissors in history. Yeah. Yeah, they were doing Twister. Yeah, Ready, shoot. Um, <laughs> 20 minutes after uh, Neil Armstrong went on the moon, Aldrin joined him. They spent about two and a quarter hours outside the spacecraft, collected lunar rocks, etc., etc., Do you think that Neil milked it a little bit? Because Buzz is going, Neil, is it okay if I come out? Neil, can't, can't, you're, but you're breaking up, Buzz. Can I come? I, is it okay if I come out now? He wanted to get a little extra air time there, hopping around. Our buddy Vito is like, uh, Neil is like, hey, Buzz, you should fix your hair before you go out. Pretty big moment, huh? <laughs> I got some makeup on. I don't know about you. Only get one shot yeah. of doing this, pal. You yeah. want to make sure you get it right. Yeah. What if they did it now that they're they would have like Nike boots on? Like oh. there, there would be some kind of product placement there. You know, with your your Adidas you know warm up suit that you take off when you get onto the moon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's the poll question? Is that our poll question? The worst runner up finish in the history of mankind? I know we're missing on something. Yes. Yeah. 
Because we always do. A lot of people said that the Patriots not going undefeated that season and losing to the Giants. Oh, get out. Yeah. That's not even close. Giants beat him fair and square. By the way, you know, remember when we had Tom Curran on uh, during the Super Bowl, after the Super Bowl, and, you know, the Patriots insider, and he was talking about Gronk and the whole wrestling possibility. I, I want to bring back the question that was asked to Gronk about going into wrestling. Because if you read it in print, you might think one way, or maybe you're not even sure when, when he says, you know, sort of like, where'd you come up with that? Or, you know, how did you find out that? I, I want to play that for you because I do think that this is a situation that is, you know, one to keep an eye on. Granted, it's only February, painful loss in the Super Bowl, but Gronk has two more years on his contract and he's a banged up 28 year old. And is he going to take the Ronda Rousey? Route. All right, uh, we'll get to your phone calls as well. Have that for you coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Okay, here we go. The Doug Gottlieb Show. I can't thank you enough. I mean that. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show. Team LeBron wins. LeBron James, All-Star Game MVP. Here's LeBron after the game. It had a real game feel to it, and it starts with us. All these guys right here, these guys came in with the right mindset this uh, this weekend. And we wanted to give our beautiful fans and our beautiful game played in over 200 countries in the world a show. And uh, we said we wanted to do it, and we, we came out, and, and we did that. So, I mean, we got the best league in the world, and we want to continue to do that every single day. Look, I, I here's what was a perfect storm. Last year was so bad. I didn't even watch it, I'll be honest with you. But I've, I've, I've watched some highlights of how bad the defense was. I looked at the number of three-point shots taken. I've heard the narrative. Plus, it was in New Orleans, which means all those dudes were going out. Not that they weren't going out in L.A. Um, it was bad. It was so, so you start with the fact that last year's game was bad. Then you add in the Laura Ingram controversy controversy, right? Combine it with LeBron having that seven-week stretch where he had the worst plus-minus in the league. And the Cavs all of a sudden looking re-energized over the last two games. And LeBron potentially coming to L.A. And, hey, where was the All-Star game played? Los Angeles. Paul George, also the uh, eye of affection for many Lakers fans. You had five players from Southern California playing in the game. So you had all these things kind of working for you at the NBA. Last year was the worst. They gave ownership to LeBron and to Steph, which uh, at least made those two want to play better. Those two want to lead some. You add in some youth to the game, right? The, uh, like Joel Embiid hadn't been there before. Felt like he was playing harder blocking shots because he didn't. He hadn't been to a bunch of All-Star games. He couldn't take it for granted. All of those things combined, and I thought the All-Star game was better. But part of it was the bar was set so low from last year. It was a culmination of things combined with it being in Los Angeles, who was trying to recruit two players to take their max contracts, play in the house where Kobe built. No Lakers there. We did the whole thing. It worked, but will it work long term? Where's the All Star game next year? Is next year? Did Charlotte finally get it back next year? Because next year it feels like. You're going to have to keep tinkering with it, keep trying to make it special. I mean, look, it's the hardest thing with being married is trying to make each date special. My wife and I, we 
We did this last week. We're like, hey, let's just go out and have dinner. We got a sitter. My wife, my, my mom came down, watched the kids. We went and had dinner. And we had, I've been traveling so much with Donald's Super Bowl and then gone to New York last week. I had one night. We went and had dinner. It was nice. But we talked to each other several times a day on the phone. We text each other kind of constantly. Like, I can't say that it was, it, it's an effort to make it special. It was 17 years. Doesn't mean I don't like her company, but like, okay, we've talked about that topic. I know your stance on that topic. We talked, right? We like, we talked about all these things. So it's hard. So if it was me and I'm the commissioner of the NBA, I keep tinkering with it. The first thing is, I think all teams should wear their traditional jersey, home and road. I, I, I like that one was black. Team LeBron was white. Team Steph was black. They put their team's logo on it. But I always thought one of the cool things with All-Star Games is when you're wearing your own team's jersey and you're playing together. That's all we're our darks today. Doug Gottlieb. That's not reality. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Check it out. All right. Weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Council. Play of the day, stat of the day coming up. Your phone calls as well. Did we decide on a poll question, Paulie? Is we going to uh, go? Yeah, the toughest second place finish of all time. A lot of people are sending in their thoughts. Okay. I mentioned Rob Gronkowski and a situation just to keep an eye on. Do we have the sound, Seaton, from the Super Bowl? This is right after the Super Bowl. You have this tough loss, and then this question came up, and it sort of stayed with me when I heard about it. And then I asked Tom Kern about it on Monday after the Super Bowl. But here's the question and the answer to Gronk. Has retirement already crossed your mind? You, you've actually put thought into it? We just lost. I mean, I just want to... Just sit back, relax the next couple of weeks, and I really, really got nothing to say about that right now. Oh, there was before the game that you potentially retire. Is there any accuracy to that? I don't know how you heard that, but I mean, I'm definitely going to look at my future for sure. I'm going to sit down the next couple of weeks and uh, see where I'm at. Okay, I don't know how you heard that. It was a report prior to the Super Bowl. I don't know how you heard that. Now, if you read it in print then it it doesn't sound like um there's any validity to it like how how did you hear that you know it was more how did you hear that because gronk at his age with all these surgeries here and i didn't you know i first thought that maybe gronk was trying to get a new contract because he's paid 8 million and 9 million the next 2 years and my thought was maybe gronk is saying you know i always have options here if you're not going to pay me a little bit more because I'm the best tight end in football, then I'll go into wrestling. But at age 28, and athletes will say, if you start talking or thinking about retirement, then you should retire. I don't know if that's the case with Gronk. I think Gronk is looking at this and the reaction he got from, you know, The Rock, um, Sylvester Stallone, and, and you know, and Gronk has his money. He, he, he saved all of his money from his football contract. According to Tom Kern, he hadn't spent a dime. So just something to keep an eye on here. If you're Gronk, and there's no reason why he couldn't go into WWE or go into movies, 
Uh, he's got a cartoon now. I mean, and, you know, kids know who Gronk is. He's popular. You know, if you're going to try to capitalize on Gronk or Ronda Rousey, I'd go Gronk. Yeah, Paulie. He'll be 29 in a couple months. He's got uh, five Pro Bowls, four first-team All-Pro. Probably enough to get in the Hall of Fame if he just tapped out right now. And, um, you know, only 474 catches, but, you know, Lynn Swan had a lot less catches. That said, he's never, the last time he played a full season healthy, age 22. Yeah, but I can't compare him to Lynn Swan because the game has changed. I mean, they throw the ball so many, so many times now where Lynn Swan just made plays with the, I mean, the number of great plays he made per catch is, you know, maybe unsurpassed. Yeah, Fritzy. That Gronk soundbite does sound like he's like, uh, he's wondering who betrayed my yeah. trust. I said that in confidence to somebody. I don't know how you could have found that out. Yeah, but just something to keep an eye on. It, it wouldn't surprise me if Gronk walked away. I think today's athlete, certainly today's football player, is more aware of this. You know, Cheeky Barber or Michael Strahan. Like, what is, you know, the broadcasting side of this? Calvin Johnson just walked away. And Gronk at that age, I wouldn't be surprised at all. And the amount of money he can make, it's probably going to be close to what he's doing in football. Yeah, Paul. Calvin Johnson was three-time first-team All-Pro. Gronkowski, four-time. Uh, Calvin Johnson retired at age 30 with 731 catches. Pretty much everyone thinks he's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But just something to keep an eye on. And uh, Tom Curran, our good friend at uh, uh, NBC Sports Boston, had that and an article uh, earlier today. I had a couple of phone calls in here. Tyrone in Ohio starts us off. Hey, Tyrone, what do you have for me? Yeah, Dan, how are you guys doing good. today? Good, sir. Uh, I would like to talk about the Browns. Okay. Uh, what do you think about... I heard in the mock draft taking Saquon Barkley first, but what about going after Nick Foles? Because you know the Eagles are what, like ten or twelve million dollars over the cap this coming season. They got no second or third round picks. If you think Kaiser's your guy, bring in Foles, give him a second or third round pick, and maybe he'll pick next year. Yeah, but if I would have told you, if, if I would have told you two months ago, hey, your future is Nick Foles as your quarterback, you would have said I'm crazy. Now all of a sudden he wins the Super Bowl. This is a guy who was on the verge of retiring. Deshaun Kaiser is not your future. You have an opportunity. If, if, look, I love Saquon Barkley, but we've seen that taking running backs that high doesn't, you don't need to. Although Todd Gurley and Ezekiel Elliott, they certainly proved to be worth that draft place, but you know, the Browns have to look at this and say, do we have a franchise quarterback right in front of us? And if we do, then take him. Because they've had franchise quarterbacks in front of them, and they didn't take them. And if you're going to try to find that quarterback in the second or third round, that's different than trying to find a running back in the second or third or fourth round. You can find them there. It's really hard to find those quarterbacks. Unless your scouting department is great. And part of the problem with the Browns is they've had draft picks. They just haven't made good draft picks. They haven't selected the right people. That's my issue with Cleveland. Saquon Barkley is ready to go. If you think, you know, even the Giants, I wouldn't take Josh Rose. I wouldn't take a quarterback now. If I'm keeping Eli, then I, I would get somebody who can help us win right now. Unless you say you're in the rebuilding mode, then you don't want Eli back. But if you have Eli there, Saquon Barkley is the guy that I would look at. You shore up the running game and the offensive line, and that team, if healthy, is ready to go. But for Cleveland, got to decide. 
You want a quarterback, you all in, then go get him. And then don't look back. Uh, Matt in Iowa joins us. Hi, Matt. What do you have for me? Hi, yeah. How you doing, Dan? Hi, Matt. Hey, uh, 510 210. Okay. You never know. Neil might have not been the first man on the moon. You know why? Because. And I'm not a conspiracy theory. I believe we landed on the moon. I preference that. Okay. Okay. Who set the movie camera up for Neil coming down the ladder? Was it Buzz? And Neil went, hey, it's time for me to go down the ladder. And he messed Neil, and he messed uh, Buzz over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, he might have just, you know. I, I, I think maybe they somehow planted that uh, camera there. You know, so maybe oh. they didn't need somebody to go out and set it up. Yeah, see. Well, it's like when they have video of the rocket taking off. There's not a guy out there holding the camera uh, on top of yeah. uh, Maybe I could stand corrected. <laughs> I'm guessing that maybe you you had something put down outside. I don't know if you had like a lighting director. <laughs> you got a cinematographer out there. You know, Neil, stay in. The lighting is not good on the moon right now. Yeah, Paul. I was reading the report about the moon landing. They were supposed to take a five-hour rest break and go to sleep because they were so tired from being up all day. They're up for about 20 hours, mm -hmm. and they were under orders. The whole crew, Collins, Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, to take a nap, and they told them, we're, we're too jacked up. You can't. If you're on the moon, like that, that's like, you know, all of a sudden, you know, the gifts are under the tree at right. Christmas. Hey, go back to bed. Yeah, right. We're on the moon. No nap time. Yeah. Mike in North Carolina. Hi, Mike. What do you have for me? Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Mike. I was just, I was just thinking about the possibility that perhaps Buzz was maybe a little skittish about stepping out onto the moon. He said, hey, you know what, Neil? What are you? Let me go out there and make sure everything's all right before I go out there. <laughs> you know, pull a little Fritzy out. Oh, okay. All right. Fritzy would have been a Buzz Aldrin type. You would have stayed in. Uh, well, I'll go out there next time. We're yeah, out there. Fritzy yeah. be like, I'm you gonna stay in, rest up. Yeah, we're gonna. When we head back home, and if I get back up here, then I'm gonna go out on the moon. I got my little pellet Chinese food. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm nice and warm in the thing. You, you can take the credit for it. You could be first. Uh, Dave in Florida joins us. Hi, Dave. What do you have for me? Hey, Dan. Uh, 1969 Penn State football. Uh, it was their second consecutive uh, undefeated season, and Texas got declared the national championship, or got declared the national champion by uh, Richard Nixon because they beat Arkansas. It was a swing state kind of thing. Um, so, needless to say, Paterno was not very happy about that, and I don't think voted Republican that time. All right. Thank you, Dave. That's not the worst second place finish. I still say Buzz Aldrin finishing second to Neil Armstrong on the moon. USA Basketball, Russia, 1972. Uh, La La Land of Moonlight. Jean Vandeveld at the British Open was painful. Um, I don't know if Tenzing Norgay, really it bothered him that Sir Edmund Hillary got all that attention for climbing Mount Everest in 1953. But I, no one ever credits the Sherpa. Those, those guys do all of the work. You know, you got Sir Edmund Hillary probably had a makeup artist there following along and combing his hair when he got to the top. And here's 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 Tenzing Norgay, who's carrying all this gear. Oh, man. That was a tough one. When you want to do it, like get like real close. And then all of a sudden the Sherpa just reaches out quicker and touches the top and then just says, I'll let you take the credit. But, you know, I got here before you did. That's probably, like, you would do that with your brother. A little bait and switch? Yeah. 
You're like, all right, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna run fast, and then, and then all of a sudden you take off just so you can win. All right, we'll come back. We got a play of the day, stat of the day. I love this topic. The worst second place finish of all time in the history of mankind. And I'm sure we're leaving out a couple here. That's our poll question. More of your phone calls coming up. This is a wrench. This is a wrench and a can of beans. This is a wrench, some canned goods, a flashlight, gallon of water, batteries, a can opener, first aid kit, radio, supply of medications, and some extra cash. When we bring all these things together, we have a disaster supplies kit. With a list from your local Red Cross, you can assemble all the supplies you need to prepare your home and family for an emergency or disaster. When we come together, we become part of something bigger than us all. To assemble your own kit, visit redcross.org. The American Red Cross. Together, we can save a life. Dimes are shiny and round. Nickels are also round. This 28-year-old woman may sound a little strange to you and me, but to her 3-year-old daughter, she makes perfect sense. Pennies are round, too. They are. When you talk with your child, you build vocabulary, and learning starts long before school does. So follow their lead. Take everyday moments like an errand at the bank and turn them into learning moments. Dollars are rectangles. I like dollars. (laughs) Turn everyday moments into learning moments. For more tips, go to bornlearning.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Foreclosure is hard on every member of the family, but your family is not alone. If you're struggling with your mortgage, there is help. To learn about the government's Making Home Affordable program, visit makinghomeaffordable.gov or call 1-888-995-HOPE to speak to a HUD-approved housing counselor. It's free of charge. Visit makinghomeaffordable.gov or call 1-888-995-HOPE today. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, NeighborWorks America, and the Ad Council. Today's episode, Bobcat in the Cave. Oh, nuts! There's a bobcat in this cave! Save us, sassy! You will, but first you'd like to stress the importance of cat adoption? Over 5 million cats go into animal shelters every year and they need to be adopted? Help us, Sassy! Why bother? We'll just get into more trouble tomorrow? Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the ShelterPetProject.org. Remember, adopt. Fox Sports Trending Now. The NBA is still on all-star break. The first games are not until Thursday evening, but Fergie issued a statement regarding her performance of the national anthem at Sunday's NBA All-Star Game. She said that as an artist, she tried to do something different, but uh, in part, quote, clearly this rendition did not strike an intended tone, end quote. NFL news, the Jets are reportedly willing to offer Kirk Cousins a deal in the neighborhood of five years and $150 bucks, according to the New York Post. And Julius Pepper is expected to return for his 17th NFL season, according to the Charlotte Observer. Biggest free agent fish in the pond has been caught. J.D. Martinez and the Red Sox agreeing on a five-year, $110 million deal with a player opt-out after the second year. Gerard Dyson gets a two-year deal from the Diamondbacks with $7.5 million. College Hoops action last night. Eighth-ranked Kansas took over sole possession of first in the Big 12. They rolled Oklahoma 104-74, so they're a half game ahead of Texas Tech, while the Sooners continue to skid. They've lost six in a row. 
NHL news, the Flyers acquired goalie Peter Morazic in a trade with the Red Wings in exchange for third and fourth round conditional picks. And last night's action saw the Ducks shut out the Golden Knights 2-zip in Vegas. Predators ripped the Senators 5-2. An overtime win over the Bru- uh, for the Bruins at Calgary 2-1. Kings won at Chicago 3-1. I'm Deb Carson. We are when you miss your favorite show, someone's going to do it. Why not us? Relax. Right? Exactly. There's no need to go crazy. We all went crazy. All crazy. My takeaway is just podcast it. It's real easy. It sounds incredible. Go to FoxSportsRadio.com. FoxSportsRadio.com. Click listen, listen, then, then click podcast. Now let's fire this baby up. All of your favorite shows are just a click away. Sounds juicy. We are Foxports. From the All Star Game, the play of yesterday, yesterday. we got to That's one? a new sponsor. Second of the day. Check this out. Down low for Troy Terry. Out in front for That kid who scored the goal is from uh, Milford, Connecticut. Right here, uh, home of the man cave. Like John Mayer. Well, he's from Greenwich, isn't he? Yeah, somewhere down Somewhere. Here. Has he found another body that's a wonderland? That's what I want to know several. for John. <laughs> he's found several bodies that are currently wonderlands. Uh, play of the day brought to you by True Car. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want, so you recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. More of your phone calls coming up. Yes, Pauline? Was it a couple years ago at the Miss Universe pageant that Miss Columbia was told she won by Steve Harvey? Yes. And then it was yeah. Miss Philippines. Okay, that- folks. Uh, there's. I have to apologize. <laughs> the first runner-up is Columbia. Miss Universe 2015 is Philippines. That was tough. That's a tough one. That was, that's a tough one. Now, is that tougher than La La Land and Moonlight? You're an individual. The, the second place at Miss Universe... You're shot out of a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. The people from La La Land still got paid to do that movie and Ryan Gosling survived that. Yeah. La La Land. Yes. He he did survive that. Uh tough second place. Yeah. Still not tougher than being the second guy on the moon. Wasn't it on this day, I don't know how many years ago, John Glenn circled First man to orbit the Earth, I think. Yeah. John Glenn, man, true hero. Like Chuck Yeager. Chuck Yeager is a guy that you would want to hang out with. I mean, he was, did he break the sound barrier? 
Chuck Yeager was a bad dude. But John Glenn, I remember meeting John Glenn. We had him on the show yes. when I was at the mothership. Uh, but, you know, I don't know for any other reason other than we were both from Ohio and he circled the earth and I didn't. But we had him on and he was just cool. He was just a, you know, like, pretty amazing guy. And to do it, like now I would go to the moon. But back in the 60s, <laughs> they're putting you in a tin can and they're firing you up there and you're like, I don't even know how I get down. And then you, you hear these horror stories of stuff that goes on and then you're thinking, all right, how, how am I going to land in the Pacific Ocean here? Yeah. February 20th, 1962, NASA launched, uh, John Glenn, first man to orbit the Earth. Oh boy. Hero. Uh, I feel bad for, uh, Fergie that, uh, she, you know, obviously the anthem was, wasn't great. She tried something different. She doesn't have to apologize for trying something different. But she did apologize. I've always been honored and proud to perform the national anthem. Last night, I tried something special for the NBA. I'm a risk taker artistically, but clearly this rendition didn't strike the intended tone. I love this country and honestly tried my best. She doesn't have to apologize. I'm sure that, you know, she's devastated by this and the reaction. It, it wasn't, it's because we know what she's capable of doing. And then she tried to do something. And then there was somebody who, posted something, an opinion of watching her warm up, and she wasn't nailing it when she was warming up, when she tried to do it in warm-ups. And then to go out there and try to do it, a lot of people watching and the reaction. And I wonder if, you know, she gets another chance, and, you know, like this is re redemptive in some way for her. And, I you know, look, she just she's getting divorced. Uh, she's got a solo career now, not with the Black Eyed Peas anymore, I don't believe. And, you know, this, this was a big moment for her. Had a new album. Yes, Paul. Could this be a good thing? She got more publicity in the past four days than she has in the past four years. Negative, but maybe she, like you said, turn it around. It goes back to what I've said. I, you know, there, when somebody says, oh, there's no such thing as, you know, bad, bad publicity. I said, yes, there is. For the person who's got the bad publicity, it's bad. But then, you know, you're getting your name out there. Like Steve Harvey survived that. He's thrived, but this is a singer. Steve Harvey just made a mistake. He's a comedian. You know, he can make fun of himself. Fergie's a singer, and when a singer doesn't sing well, that's different. Now, does she go on Jimmy Kimmel? Does she give Jimmy Kimmel grief because Jimmy looked like he was sort of smirking watching her or have fun with it like that? Make Jimmy sing the national anthem? I don't know, yeah, but that's what you have PR people for. To spin this to make it a positive somehow. And hopefully she does. I mean, she's, she's wonderful. She really is a wonderful person. Had a chance to get to know her through Josh Dumel or, uh, her husband, former husband. And really a, a, a sweet woman. Um, so I felt bad for her. It just wasn't a very good performance. Yeah, for two. Sometimes you gotta forgive and forget and just, you know, move on to the okay. next thing. All right. Okay. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. All right. Things happen. Yeah. All right. It's not, it's not Roseanne or I'm the rock is whoa. <laughs> no, it's Carl Lewis. That's Carl Lewis. Carl Lewis. Yeah. That wasn't Roseanne. Roseanne just went through. She, she had to have the quickest anthem ever. And like, she, like she did that on purpose. Yeah. And then she grabbed her crotch and then spit. Yeah. She threw the anthem as a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't go well for her. Somebody had a bad idea with that one. Yeah. They were like, they pitched it in a meeting and they're like, how about this? I guys. think it was the people who pitched the pregame show at the NBA All-Star game. Mm. Probably, you know, had told Roseanne, hey, got an idea. 
Why don't you act like a dude and grab your crotch and spit when you're done with the anthem? And go real fast. Great idea, Ted. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here's Ted again. And what do you got, Ted? So Kevin Hart is going to be... <laughs> Ted, you know, the last idea you had was Roseanne singing the anthem. I know, but I learned from that. Well, this is my first good ideas in 30 years. Okay, Ted, we'll try it. And then the pregame introduction is going to last an hour. And it won't be funny. Congratulations, Ted. Eddie. Yeah, you're over two. Yeah, oh. Polly. In an interview after she uh, ruined the national anthem uh, at Jack Murphy Stadium, Roseanne Barr says, I used to sing in my act all the time. I'm a good singer. I was flattered and fully intended to sing a good version of the song. And then I lost it about a third of the way in and just decided to mm. cut loose. What's a problem? <laughs> That's not good. What? What? <laughs> Coming up next hour, Peter King will join us. Also, Harold Reynolds will join us on the pace of play in baseball. And more of your phone calls. Coming up, Dan Patrick Show. Hey, parents, pick up your kids without embarrassing them with OMGPS, a navigation system that tells you how far away you need to park when you pick them up. Keisha at mall. Proceed to outer food court. Thanks, OMGPS. OMGPS is not available in stores because it doesn't exist. But that's okay. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent because kids in foster care don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, go to adoptuskids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Adopt us kids in the Ad Council. Ranger Station. Yeah, hi. I'd like to report a bear sighting in the forest. Uh-huh. One second I'm having a smoke. Next thing I know, I'm face-to-face with Smokey Bear. Wow. And he told me it only takes one spark to start a wildfire. Did you know nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans? I had no idea. That's why Smokey's famous and you're not. Get your Smokey on. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. Fairy residence, tooth speaking. Ah, sorry, there's no credit fairy here. What's that? He magically raises your credit score? Yeah, there's no credit fairy. But you can improve your credit by paying bills on time and keeping your credit card balances low. Money under your pillow? Sorry, kids only. There's no magic to improving your credit, but there is help, and it's free. Go to creditfairy.org. Brought to you by the Consumer Bankers Foundation, the Leadership Conference on Civil Rights Education Fund, and the Ad Council. You know that the ice cream scoop can make a child smile, and that by slowing us down, the traffic light can keep us going. You know that the lawnmower makes life easier, that the blood bank makes life possible. But did you know all these ideas came from the minds of African Americans? Support the United Negro College Fund, because a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Visit uncf.org or call 1-800-332-UNCF. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. 24-7. 365. Oh, yeah. This is Fox Sports Radio on iHeartRadio.
Fox Sports Trending Now. Well, the biggest free agent has been snagged. J.D. Martinez and the Red Sox have agreed to a five-year, $110 million deal with a player opt-out after the second year. Jerron Dyson gets a new home, a two-year deal with the Diamondbacks worth $7.5 million. And we want to send out our best wishes for a quick recovery for Hall of Famer Orlando Cepeda, who was rushed to a Bay Area hospital Monday night. No word just yet on the nature of his illness or his condition, but the 80-year-old was Rookie of the Year and National League MVP, played first base during his 17 seasons. College Hoops last night, 8th-ranked Kansas rolled Oklahoma 104-74. Jayhawks are now in sole possession of the Big 12, a half game ahead of Texas Tech, while the Sooners have lost six games in a row. Among the games on the ice, Golden Knights lost to the Ducks, two zip Anaheim. I'm Deb Carson. Before we play the audience, the Ben Maller Show. Ben Maller. Let me help out Adam Silver, the spineless jellyfish commissioner of the NBA. Here's what you do, okay? It's going to take some creative scheduling. But the winning team in the All-Star game, you'd work in seven extra days of rest before the postseason. Now, tell me that's not going to be a bloodbath, bloody knuckles basketball at the All-Star game. The Ben Maller Show. Weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. On Fox Sports Radio. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Major League Baseball introduced new rules to speed up the game on Monday. They're limiting the number of mound visits, and they'll cut down on commercial time. But they didn't implement a pitch clock, at least not yet. The question is, will it make a difference? We all know the challenges baseball faces. We live in a fast-moving world, especially in sports. Attention spans are short. Baseball is right to try to make the game a little tighter. Specialization makes the game harder to watch at times. And that can be fixed to some degree. But I'm not sure baseball can do anything to fundamentally change its pace in the sports world. That might be a bad thing. Baseball is still big locally, may not get much national attention. It's not as big as football, but people still go to the ballpark or sit at home and watch on a summer night. I hope the changes make the game even more entertaining, but I don't think baseball is ever going to be the true national pastime it once was. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Check it out. It's the Terminator. Hey, when'd you get back, huh? Did you have to shoot anyone? Why are you so distant? Are you not happy to see me? So what's the deal? You going to get a job now or what? Why are you being so jumpy? Put all that stuff behind you, okay? No one knows what it's like to come back from Iraq or Afghanistan unless they were there. Join other veterans at communityofveterans.org because we know where you're coming from. Brought to you by Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America and the Ad Council. Yo, what's going on? It's me, J.R. Martinez. If you knew a teacher could help end bullying but needed just a little money, would you give some? DonorsChoose.org is an online charity that makes it easy for you to give to a school in need. Hook up with Chase and Clear Channel Communities in supporting DonorsChoose.org. Thanks to the leadership of Chase, every dollar you donate will be matched up to $250,000. Go to DonorsChoose.org slash Chase. Brought to you by Clear Channel Communities. There once was a boy wizard whose name was Larry Smarter. Larry, why weren't you in Professor Dinky Doodle's mythical creature classification class? Well, I'm taking Algebra 2 in a foreign language. Oh, so you can talk to unicorns? Uh, exactly. Unless they're French. Larry wanted to go to college, so he visited knowhowtogo.org to find the classes he really needed. Getting into college doesn't happen magically. Learn more at knowhowtogo.org. 
Brought to you by the American Council on Education, Lumina Foundation for Education, and the Ad Council. In the streets below, traffic had stopped. Pedestrians were lying on sidewalks and curled up in doorways. There was no sign of violence, no wrecks, nothing like that. It was as if the people in New York had simply decided to stop whatever they were doing and pass out. Ice coated my stomach. The invasion has started. To find out what happens next, read Percy Jackson and the Olympians by Rick Reardon. Explore new worlds and check out more cool books at your local library. And visit read.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Sports Radio. Bouncing around, bouncing around. You want to come at the best? You'll end up just like the rest. Greatness is here for the taking. We never exaggerate. The best damn sports talk on your radio. That's great. This is Fox Sports Radio. Sports with attitude. Our way. That sounds like a rooster. We're the best team in the world with the best player on the world. Clay Thompson smells like a future Laker. The connection with his father, he has those outburst games. He's not going to be the star if he goes to the Lakers. But with LeBron, he may, be, George. he may be carrying it a little bit with LeBron at age 35. You don't have the pressure of being the man every night, and he has not been. 37 in a quarter. But eventually, guys like him want to be the man. Adrian Wojnarowski from the mothership. For the Lakers... You know, they want to be involved with LeBron James and Paul George this summer. But maybe in 2019, a class of Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, Clay Thompson, a potential class of those players would look at the Lakers and say, hey, we can start winning with the young guys they have. And that's kind of the line the Lakers are, are trying to balance now. And, and Live from the Mercedes-Benz Man Cave, Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing, it's Dan Patrick. It's hour two on this Tuesday. It's a great poll question today. McLovin's not here. It's probably why. Wow. Toughest second place finish of all time. USA basketball to Russia 1972. You had the swimmer, Kavich, uh, who lost to Michael Phelps in the 2008 Olympics. La La Land to Moonlight. John Vandeveld, Paul Laurie in the 1999 British Open. Tenzing Norgay, he was the Sherpa. He was second to Edmund Hillary climbing Mount Everest in 1953. And my pick is Buzz Aldrin finishing second to Neil Armstrong on who would be the first man to walk on the moon. That was 1969. Now, this audience, as sharp as they are, they sent in, what about Al Gore thinking he had won the presidency? He had been told, I think they called it, and then only to find out he lost the presidency. That's probably going to be number one on the list, I'm going to guess. But I think we could all empathize with Buzz Aldrin being in the capsule and Neil's out there playing on the moon, got a golf club and, you know, coming up with a great quote, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Meanwhile, Buzz is in there going, can I come out? Neil, can I come out? And the reason why we're coming up with toughest second place finishes of all time, because of yesterday's poll question, if you could have four silver medals or one gold, what would you take? Now, I choose to look at it this way. I won the silver I didn't lose the gold. It's all in how you frame this. 
Now, how did people respond to this? You could have one gold medal or four silvers. It was about 69% would rather win one gold over four silvers. Okay. But let's say if I said you were the second place finish in four different Olympics, four consecutive Olympics in the 100-meter dash, you can have one gold, whatever event you want, you have one gold, and I'm the second fastest man on the planet in four different Olympics. I'd take that. Man, I had this argument in my head the entire night, all night last night. I was like, no, I won the silver. No, you lost the gold. Like, no, 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 I won four silvers, though. No, you lost four golds the whole night. Tortured me. Yeah, boy. There's some people out there that think the silver and the bronze are just filler material. There is a gold medal and a winner, and there's not winners. And that just because you get a, a medal to hang on your mantle or say that you were a second, it, it's just a reminder that you didn't win. Yeah, I choose to think that I won the silver. I didn't settle for the silver. I didn't lose the gold. You know, the bronze, okay, maybe... Maybe you lost the silver and you settled for the bronze. Depending on the lighting in your room, could you trick people to think that the bronze is gold? You put could. a little extra lighting on it? Yeah, you could. People have a couple of drinks in them? Yeah, you could. Yes, for tea. So if someone was to finish second in their junior high school and high school graduating class, that would kind of be <laughs> a failure. You're maybe the smartest no. of all the dopes. No, no, you were the second smartest person in your high school class. But did I lose to someone that got a couple of tenths of a higher point in an art class or something that might have made the difference in valedictorian? No, I, I would look at, I mean, that's pretty impressive. You were number two in a class of what, 600? Yeah, about 620, something like about that. About 620. Yeah. Yes, Paul. Is that called salutatorian? Like where you're, yeah. In a valedictorian salutatorian? I had a salute to the, uh, to the number one so, guy. Yeah. But I used to always think it was magna cum laude. And isn't it summa cum laude that's higher than magna cum laude? You're asking the wrong two guys. I know. Fritzy, let me ask you. Ooh. Are you kidding me? You don't know? The difference between Summa, well, we don't I have thought Summa, I thought Summa was bigger, but th that's an well, idea. No, I had made the mistake. Course. I would be like, yeah, it's not like I'm magna cum laude. Like I could, I didn't even know that I, there was one more up the rung that I could have been. So I, I settled for the silver. Well, I, I didn't settle for the silver. I, I was joking that I was settling for silver in academic excellence, of course. Uh, welcome to the program. As you can tell, already in progress. We've talked about a lot of things, including Rob Gronkowski. Are his days numbered with New England and maybe does go into wrestling. He's got two years left on his contract, turning 29, coming up in a couple of months. And uh, a report, or at least something to make you think, by Tom Kern, the uh, Boston Patriot, or the uh, New England Patriots insider. So uh, we were talking about that, talk about the uh, worst second place finishes. Uh, here's another thing. I just got this. Now, I've been in, I've, I have a couple of uh, people that I talk to that I trust. One is a scout. One is a former scout, and I wanted to know if he was here. You know, one of the guys. I said, "You hearing anything?" You know, leading up to the combine or the draft, because it's kind of quiet now. So I got this earlier this morning when I asked the question. Um, there appears to be a widening divide between Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen because we're not sure who's going to go number one. You know, the Browns going to take Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen going to go number two. Injuries and leadership are two big factors separating them. Jim Mora probably really protected Josh uh, Rosen. So Darnold is starting to separate a little bit from Rosen because they're looking at injuries and leadership, and those are negatives for Josh Rosen. But just something to keep an eye on that, uh, you know, 
it seems like Sam Darnold is going to be the safer pick here. Rosen is a higher risk. Um, arm ability uh, and tempo, th- this is what coaches love. So that's just from a, uh, a friend, a former scout who was assessing this. And once again, he has no stake in any of this. He has no agenda whatsoever. He just tells me if I ask him about a certain player, if he has something on him, he tells me. If he doesn't, then he, you know, he says that too. But, you know, as Cleveland is on the clock here trying to figure all of this out, is Sam Darnold going to go number one? And do the Giants still use that pick number two with Josh Rosen? That's, that to me will be interesting. I won't be surprised if the Browns take Sam Darnold. I would still be surprised if the Giants take Josh Rosen. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Got our poll question. Peter King will join us coming up. Is it possible the Denver Broncos would sign a quarterback whose initials are KC? That'd be kind of tough. Yes, it would, Fritzy. You'd be okay with Kurt Cousins, even if his initials are KC. I can get past the okay. initials. I like Kurt. All right, so we'll talk to him about that. I guess the Jets are interested in Kurt Cousins, too. I, I'm assuming they would be interested in Kurt Cousins, but uh Kirk Cousins. Uh, so we'll talk to Peter King about that. And is Lamar Jackson too short at 6'3 to be the quarterback? In, an NFL, in the NFL. When, when is 6'3 too short? I, well, that I think Bill Polian is quoted as saying he's too short to be quarterback. Too slight? Well, I can understand that he's too slight. It just depends on, is he going to be able to be himself? You know, the, the quarterback we see in college, what happens is you're unbelievable in college, and then we go, well, you gotta, we got to make you a pro-style quarterback. You are not going to get away with that in the pros. Why take somebody if they're great? You know, that, that the game they display is not what they're going to be able to do in college or in the pros. If Lamar Jackson is able to be an in the pocket, extend a play, Russell Wilson type quarterback, then, you know, why wouldn't you take somebody with that kind of athleticism? Here's another question for you. And I'm going to ask Peter King this. Is Baker Mayfield, when it's all said and done, was he, in, let's say you had to put up a, a wheel of punishment on this. Is is his career when he's done more like Johnny Manziel or more like Russell Wilson Jr. the third? Now these are extremes, but which extreme would you bet on with Baker Mayfield? Because he's trying to distance himself from Johnny Manziel, and rightfully so. But but his game is he has certain attributes that are similar to both. Now you factor in the personality. The personality part of this is where he gets compared to Johnny Manziel, and. You know, even scouts have said, you know, and, and player personnel uh, people have said he's got to be aware of this. Social media is going to eat him up if he doesn't address this. And I think that's where teams get a little nervous. Now, I have other reasons why I'd be nervous with Baker Mayfield. I, I love there's a leadership quality to him, that he embraces that. Uh, is he brash? Yes. Can you get to him? I believe you can. Um in the Big 12 where nobody plays defense, how are you going to be? Because I saw him against Georgia in the second half, and he didn't look good. You know, he's going to start facing defenses like that. When you get to the NFL, that tight window is what I want to see, how you perform. That would be my biggest concern with him. The social media aspect of it, getting involved, taunting somebody, his temper, those are those are issues. Uh, because these guys, these guys in the NFL, you know, they, they get to hit you again. You know, the, the dude from Kansas who's making fun of you, you're not going to see again. Guy in the NFL, you may see Von Miller again, maybe twice a year. That would be a big concern. Yes, Paul. Baker Mayfield's last two years at Oklahoma, 
He was a 71% passer. He threw 83 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. 83 to 14. Russell Wilson's last year at Wisconsin, he was a 73% passer through 33 touchdowns and four picks. Similar stats in percentage, yardage, even rushing. Yeah, but I, I watch a lot of Big 12 football because they don't play any defense. So I, but there are, those stats are inflated. You know, you, you, you have a, you had an NFL wide receiver, NFL tight end. You got a great offensive line. You have an NFL running back. You know, I'm expecting you to put up some pretty big numbers. It's when you are going against some man-to-man coverage or zones and you got to read all of this stuff. And where are you going? That's what I want to know, too. You know, could he end up with Arizona as their starting quarterback? What if he goes to the Jets? What if he goes to the Browns? I, I also want to know where you're going and who puts their hands on you to help develop you because – Carson Wentz went where you have a head coach who's a former quarterback and Frank Reich is a former quarterback to help you. And I think having that guidance and not having, hey, I got another offensive coordinator. Here's my fifth one in six years. Yes, Paulie. We're going back to look at other people's stats. Manziel's freshman year of college, first year as a starter, 68% passer, 3,700 yards passing, 26 touchdowns and nine picks. Great, not all-time great as a passer. He also led the SEC in rushing with 1,410 yards, seven yards a carry, and 21 touchdowns. He could have won the Heisman without throwing a pass that year. That was what was amazing. You led the SEC where they've been known to want to run the football, and you led the SEC in rushing. How many yards did he end up with? Close to 3,000 rushing yards? No, his second year, he ran a lot less, okay. and they were focused on him more. He finished with about 2,200 yards rushing okay. in college. Not bad. All right, uh, we'll take a break. Peter King will join us coming up next. Your phone calls on our poll question. And uh, Harold Reynolds will join us, by the way, next hour. We want to talk about the pace of play in baseball. I don't know if this solves anything. I don't know if it's the start of something. But we'll talk to HR about that coming up. Peter King in the on-deck circle here on the Dan Patrick Show. Energy haunted team, get in that house and waste some energy. No problem, it's got leaky windows and no added insulation. This house is under it. Next Yukon, Buick Encore, Sierra 1500, or Acadia at Sus Buick GMC. At Sus, there are no dealer fees, ever. The price you see is the price you pay plus tax. Sus saves you hundreds on their vast selection of over 500 new and used cars and trucks. So when you're looking at the sleek and powerful new GMC terrain on Sus.net, you can focus on how you'll spend the hundreds you saved. Sus Buick GMC, where they treat you like family. Family owned for over 35 years at 1301 South Havana in Aurora. Were you underpaid or denied? by your insurance company after that hailstorm last May? Well, you need the C3 Group. They're a team of private insurance adjusters and property claim experts that work only for you, not your insurance company. So don't let your insurance company tell you what they're willing to pay for your claim. The C3 Group will ensure you receive what they're required to pay. Call the C3 Group, 303-670-2710. That's 303-670-2710. The C3 Group, 303-670-2710. Hi, I'm President Barnett. Brad Barnett, that is. President of Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store. In celebration of President's Day, we're offering up some incredible savings that you don't want to miss. And dreaming of new stainless steel appliances? Selling your home and need a quick kitchen update? Then come into Mountain High Appliance and save nearly $750 on a four-piece stainless Whirlpool package for only $20.99. Need to replace that outdated refrigerator? 
We have closeout pricing on our French store stainless steel refrigerator from Whirlpool for only $13.99. That's an astonishing savings of $600. We also have unbeatable prices on front load laundry pairs from Whirlpool, Maytag, and GE. Plus, get 10% off dishwashers from KitchenAid. Come in and experience the difference and see what everyone is talking about. Open Monday through Friday till 8, Saturday and Sunday till 5, or online at mountainhighappliance.com. Thank you. The United States Postal Service is hiring carriers for the Denver Post Office. Check out the job fair Thursday, February 22nd from 3 to 6 p.m. And get more info on the positions, wages, and benefits. 7540 East 53rd Place in Denver. 7540 East 53rd Place, Thursday. Right now at Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th, they have the savings you're looking for. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. They need to sell 117 before month's end, so they're ready to make you a deal. Plus, they'll even match your down payment up to $2,500 on any new or used vehicle and receive two years of maintenance with every purchase. Matching down only happens in February, so get it now. Off I-25 and 104th. Online at Larry H. Miller Nissan104.com. Driven by you. Find the answers to all your Colorado state tax questions at colorado.gov slash tax. Visit colorado.gov slash tax. Sponsored by the Colorado Department of Revenue, the Colorado Broadcasters Association, and this station. The Altitude 950 Traffic Update. Slick roadways and winter driving conditions. Folks taking it easy and your drive times this morning are definitely extended. Traffic is brought to you by the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. Speeds are still in the single digits, teens and 20s. Coming up from about Ridgegate Parkway now all the way through to about the Colorado Boulevard area. So do watch for extra time there. Portions of 225 extra slow as well. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation invites you to take steps for cures at a walk event near you. Get started at cctakesteps.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Vic Lombardi is a finalist as the next voice of the DIA train. Welcome to Denver. I am the captain. Now get off my f***ing train. Vote for Vic now. Click on the link on the Altitude 950 Twitter page. Back to Vic Lombardi. Gives it up top. Long shot for Saved by Talbot. Barely got a piece of it with the glove. Kerfoot in the corner. Stripped. Sent up far side for Dreisaitl. He'll try to turn it ahead now for McDavid. He'll skate it to the empty net for the hat trick. And he scores. And the Edmonton Oilers have taken a 4-2 lead with 1.26 to go in the third period. Here we go. Welcome back into the Vic Lombardi Show. Sorry about some of the technical issues this morning. Our team was working hard, working fast, and here we are. Vic Lombardi, James Merlad, off today. I am Will Peterson. Vic likes to call me HW, joined by Mark Haas, longtime Channel 4 personality. You know him. What's up, Mark? How are you? Not much. You can call me free agent Mark Haas. <laughs> free agent free Mark agent. Haas. Free agent. Unrestricted. It's always nice. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. Yeah, of course. You know, we, uh. Sorry I tripped over the court on my way in and I uh, took you off the end. My bad. When in doubt, blame the unrestricted free agent, right? Exactly. We, my fault. We heard the, uh, Avs call when we bumped in there and man, that feels like it was a long time ago. Avs lose over at Pepsi Center on Sunday, four to two to the Oilers. And then Mark, it only gets a little bit worse yesterday when we find out that uh, Eric Johnson and Anton Lindholm are both out indefinitely. No timetable on when they could return to action. Um, of course, the EJ injury concerning. Huge loss. Such a big part of that team. Such a, a leader on that team. 
uh, not necessarily in the point production, but just, you know, the, the rock in that top defensive line. That's going to be a tough injury to overcome for sure. It's tough too because you finally get Nathan McKinnon back. You have a 2-1 lead against Edmonton going into the third period. Varley is playing well. You've been so good at home. Yeah. And then the EJ injury happens. Connor McDavid happens. And next thing you know, you suffer a tough loss. So uh, right now for the Avs, uh, unfortunately, they, they have no choice but to just get back on track. And that starts tonight in Vancouver. Yeah, no uh, no time to feel sorry for themselves. Back on the road again. But with winnable games against teams that aren't necessarily near the top. Vancouver's a team that you know you should be able to go on the road and, and play competitively with. Uh but the the Western Conference race is just so tight that, you know, Minnesota won last night, I think, so you lose a little bit of ground there. You're just gonna be in this dogfight the rest of the way and you need points every opportunity that you can get them. A lot going on in Denver, Colorado right now. Of course, the Nuggets are wrapping up their all-star break. Jamal Murray had a, uh interesting weekend in LA. Vic Lombardi was, of course, out there as well. The Rockies had their first day in the books. Uh Exciting time to be a Denver sports fan and also a time that, you know, it, we are Denver's all sports station. It's kind of funny, Mark. There's not a ton going on with the Broncos right now and all the other teams. There is a lot of news going on with. You're just kind of in wait mode for the Broncos. I mean, until free agency really starts and then the dominoes start to fall, whether the Broncos can get Kirk Cousins or someone else. I mean, that's when things are going to really start to shape out. Uh, first day today that you can put franchise tags on people and Broncos mm. don't have anybody that they need to franchise tag because they don't really have that big name free agent. Right. right you now. mean they're not going to franchise Virgil Green? They should. Why not? See what happens. <laughs> but no, you got both the, you got, Playoff races at the Pepsi Center with both the Abs and the Nuggets. A lot of uh, hype around the Rockies this year, so it's a fun time of year. I, I love it when the Nuggets and Abs are in the playoff races. My one regret about my time at Channel 4 was I never got to cover playoffs at the Pepsi Center. Mm. There's going to be playoffs there this year, and I'm going to miss out. Yeah, no, the Nuggets uh, are, knock on wood, in very good position. And the Abs, um, you know, I, I read a lot of takes that uh, that game against Edmonton, that was, that was, that was it. And it's like, okay, slow down. It was a tough loss, but... Come on. This is a team that won 10 games in a row. You go up to Canada, you get four, five, six points, you're right back in it. So uh, while I understand it was a tough loss on Sunday, and I'm not going to sugarcoat that, I, I thought some of the the bearing of the Avs was, was unfair to a team that has been very resilient all year. You get hot again, you can get right back in it. You have a goalie get hot again, and you can you know run off. It doesn't have to be 10 in a row again, but you you know you win six of eight, you get right back in it. They're gonna, I think they're going to be in it till the end. The the odds are against them just because of how stacked that playoff race is right now. But I think that they're going to hang around. I think they're going to make it interesting. Once again, head coach Jared Bednar says yesterday, both Eric Johnson and Anton Lindholm out indefinitely. Quote, I don't have a timeline on it. We will keep you posted best we can. All right. Appreciate your parent patience this morning. Appreciate you bearing with us. When we come back, we'll talk more about that Avs game tonight in Vancouver, the goalie situation. That's something to monitor and how critical those two points are for the Avalanche tonight against the Canucks. You've got the Vic Lombardi show. He's Mark Haas. I'm Will H.W. Peterson. Keep it locked in. Altitude 950. Hey, Denver. This is James Merrillat, and I have some great news for you. Did you know that 10 states are predicted to have strong housing markets in 2018? And guess who made the list? The home of the Mile High City, Colorado. While the market will remain strong, it is poised to level out a bit in 2018 and see a 3.1% increase in median home value. Colorado Springs tops the cities for growth, and the median house price there is slated to rise 5.7% this year. How do you take advantage of this? Contact Colorado's number one lender, 
American Financing to start your home buying journey today. They employ only salary-based consultants. They're Colorado family-owned and operated, and they're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. How do you find them? Contact my friends at American Financing at 303-695-7000 or online at AmericanFinancing.net. That's American Financing, 303-695-7000 or AmericanFinancing.net. Uh, you need to sell your house and you need an agent who can sell that house fast. That agent is Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team, the only agent who will make you the following offer. He'll sell your home at a price and a time you agree on, or he'll cut you a check for $5,000. How does he do it? He's got an exclusive system for marketing homes. It's been proven to work. There's no pressure, no obligation, no risk. Give him a call today. Troy Hansford, 720-600-6244. That's 720-600-6244. Here's what's happening at Altitude 950. Mammoth Lacrosse returns to the Loud House on 303 Day, Saturday, March 3rd at 7 p.m. Come spend the most Colorado festive holiday with the Mammoth and their sweet Colorado-themed gear, which will be auctioned off after postgame. Tickets start at just $10 and can be purchased at AltitudeTickets.com. Gentlemen, when it comes to health and quality of life, there are numbers every man needs to know, including our testosterone number. Hey, Scott Ace is here. I recommend going to the Low T Center. They make it quick and easy to get your levels checked, and it's covered by most health insurance with results in about 20 minutes. Low T levels can make you feel tired and grumpy. It can raise your cholesterol, cause weight gain, and loss of muscle mass. Low T Center's physicians specialize in treating low T in men. They know men's health and are reinventing men's health care. Call them, 303-451-5698, or go to LowTCenter.com Attention career seekers. Denver's 18th Annual Diversity Employment Day Career Fair is on Wednesday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Doubletree by Hilton Stapleton North. Interview with Denver's top employers looking to fill hundreds of positions in finance, sales, management, healthcare, engineering, and more. The career fair is sponsored by the DiversityRecruitersNetwork.org. Meet with Union Pacific, Hertz, Kroger, Isle and Lady Luck Casino, KSE Radio, and many more. Come to the career fair Wednesday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Doubletree by Hilton Stapleton North. For more info, visit citycareerfair.com. Right now at Larry H. Miller Nissan 104th, they have the savings you're looking for. Hey, it's Mark Mosier. They need to sell 117 before month's end, so they're ready to make you a deal. Plus, they'll even match your down payment up to $2,500 on any new or used vehicle and receive two years of maintenance with every purchase. Matching down only happens in February, so get it now. Off I-25 and 104th. Online at Larry H. Miller Nissan 104.com. Driven by you. Most of the year, my bad credit means I can't get it. But this is tax season, and it's time I got a new ride. So I'm taking my tax refund to Grand Valley Auto, where they say bad credit, don't sweat it. At Grand Valley Auto, they've got hundreds of quality pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Amazing deals, 17 years reputable experience, a full service department, and a free oil change if you mention this commercial. Tax time is car buying time at Grand Valley Auto on West Colfax near Wadsworth and Lakewood. GVALakewood.com. The Altitude 950 traffic update. Very slow traffic still on northbound I-25 where your speeds are in the single digits, teens and 20s from about Lincoln Avenue all the way up through to the University Curve. Traffic is brought to you by Positive Coaching Alliance. Southbound I-225 slowing Mississippi to I-25. Northbound I-225 extremely slow as well. Working your way from Parker Road up through around Alameda. Questions about youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit organization, develops better athletes and better people through youth and high school 
professional sports. Info at positivecoach.org. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. Altitude 950, Denver's all sports station. Text us at 30933 to join the show. So the loss hurts. We're going to get a chance to redeem ourselves here again. The couple injuries in the back end could hurt us more than just the loss. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show here on Altitude 950. I am Will Peterson in today with Mark Haas, free agent. Free agent. Sign me. Can I make a... No, you're good. You, you, you are making your campaign right now. It's kind of funny because you've got your free agent campaign. Vic Lombardi, of course, has his DIA train campaign that is rolling on through the end of the week. It's funny. Vic and I can't be in the same room, apparently. Why's so, that? I don't know. Right after I leave Channel 4, he goes back and makes an appearance on Channel 4. I come mm. in to make an appearance on Altitude. Vic's not here. Right. Maybe he doesn't like me. I don't know. Maybe we should get him on the phone and really hash this out. Be, I point. thought we used to be friends, but now apparently he only goes places that I'm not. Vic Lombardi <laughs> should be back soon. Uh, meanwhile, Mark, the Avs have a massive game tonight in Vancouver. Uh, you know, the Nuggets are off until Friday. Right now, the Avs are, are, are the focus. And, and as tough as the loss was to Edmonton on Sunday, Really no choice but to go find a way to to get two points tonight in Vancouver. Semyon Varlamov will be in net. Uh, yeah, Jonathan Bernier not making the trip, still in the concussion protocol. I hate the term must-win game at points in the season when it can't technically be a must-win game. But this is a big road trip. I think you need to try to get two out of three on this three-game road trip. So that's why I wouldn't call tonight a must-win. But if you need to win two out of these three to really feel like you're still in good position, you'd like to get the first one to kind of take the pressure off. Both uh, the Wild and the Kings won last night. That's two teams that the Avalanche are chasing for the final wild card. You know, you obviously you look at the difference between the Avalanche and the Wild, but then you also have to notice that there are two teams in between them, so you're not just chasing the Wild. You have to leapfrog some teams first. So it's a crowded playoff race. You need points wherever you can get them. Uh, Vancouver is a team that's not in the playoff hunt. So this is a game that you want to go on the road. You hope that uh Varley gets uh back on track. You know, he's kind of had his ups and downs since coming back from his injury. He's mm-hmm. had games that, you know, he deserved a better result. He's had games where he, you know, he had the shutout, but you, you hope that he's on top of his game, especially uh in the first game without Eric Johnson in front of him. It's kind of weird, too. You know, you don't have any time to feel sorry for yourself, right? No. And that's how pro sports work, right? You, you get Nathan McKinnon back. You're feeling like, all right, everything's back on track, and then boom, you're hit with this injury to Eric Johnson, which, again, we don't know the severity of, but clearly going to miss some time before we figure out what the future this season holds for Eric Johnson. But Nathan McKinnon, right now, he's 17th in points with 61, and he missed three weeks. Yeah. And before he got hurt, he was in that Hart Trophy conversation. You know, a lot of people said he was the favorite to win the award. Well, obviously, the injury has set him back, but to me, it's... You don't want to put too much pressure on the kid, but it's also like for if you're Nathan McKinnon, the opportunity is there. You come back, you catch fire again, you lead this team to the playoffs, especially without uh, your best defenseman and Eric Johnson and one of your solid veteran leader rocks. I mean, I, I think you can look at this almost as you have an incredible opportunity as to continue to shock the world because when you won 10 in a row, you were the talk of the NHL. And now you've lost Eric Johnson. You've slipped a little in the standings, and people are saying, well, then the Avs, they were a nice story, but probably not their year. Well, who says it can't be their year? The math still works in, in, in a very reasonable sense for the Avs. 
But that trade deadline looms on February 26th, and they need to get points in the next six days. I don't think you can win the heart without making the playoffs. So I think he's going to be obviously a long shot even if they do make the playoffs. But if they make the playoffs, it's going to take someone like him putting the team on their back to get them back into position to do that, and he's the most likely guy to do it. They're going to need other guys to step up. Do you think that the Avs are going to be active before the trade deadline? See, it's tough because I think, you know, February 26th is looming, and we spent so much time talking about the Nuggets, right, and what were they going to do, and and Tim Connolly was on these airwaves and and just said, hey, listen, we're always going to be patient. That's what we've preached. They they move on from Emmanuel Moutier, but a couple other guys uh, do end up staying in Denver and look at the Nuggets right now. They are clicking on all cylinders. That win they got in Milwaukee before the break was a fantastic type win. And that's the type of win that if they get the four or five seed, like we all want them to, that's the type of win we're going to remember. So if you're Joe Sackick right now, you're probably thinking, all right, I, I, you know, they're five points back from a playoff standing. They do have a game in hand, but unfortunately the clock is ticking, you know. And if I'm Joe Sackick, and I said this last week, he made his blockbuster, right? I, I mean, he fleeced the league when he got rid of Matt Duchesne and got Samuel yeah. Gerrard and seven other pieces. So he's just going to have some decisions to make. But also, as fans need to remember, Joe Sackick's already made one monster deal this year, and it's worked out really well because, like it or not, the second Matt Duchesne left, Nathan McKinnon and the rest of the team took off. And they could obviously use help on defense now with – they obviously probably know the extent of Eric Johnson's injury better than they're letting on hockey. You get the least amount of information yeah. on hockey when it comes. <laughs> they're just to... playing the game, right? But yeah. I would, I would hate for them to give up pieces that they like to try to go all in this year, uh, because I, I think you can still get make a run with the core that they have. Mm-hmm. So I, I know that there might be a temptation to try to get, you know, another defenseman to, to help with this run. But I'd hate to see them give up a piece. That, that you like that could be around. So I, I still think that the future is bright for this team no in the next couple of years. So why you'd love for them to go from last place to being in the playoffs this year. I, I would caution against making any rash moves just to try to get a guy in if you're going to be without EJ for the rest of the year. Well, and, and you know, that, that McKinnon, Ranton, and Landeskog line, right? I mean, you, you could argue for a stretcher was the best line in the NHL. Well, we haven't seen that line back in action except for Sunday against Edmonton, and that was their first time back, you know? So it's it's let those three play again tonight in Vancouver and see what happens, you know? Would it shock either of us if if the Avs win, I don't know, 4-2 tonight and the, that line is responsible for three of the four goals? Of course not, right? I mean, it's just, just because McKinnon got hurt and, and yeah, it kind of derailed a, a handful of things, there's still plenty of time left in the season. They still have 24 games to go. And, and knock on wood, fingers crossed, if those three forwards can stay healthy, this team can make the playoffs. But we talked about no time to be, feel sorry for yourselves. I mean, I'm also interested to see how they come out tonight, to see if they do feel sorry for themselves or if they think that they can just go to Vancouver and get a win. Because it also wouldn't surprise me, unfortunately, if they go up there and they lose 4-1 to one and they just come out kind of flat, kind of feeling feeling down about what happened and feeling like, you know, things aren't going their way. So I could see it going either way. So I, hopefully they come out, they get a great start, get a couple goals on the, on the board early and, uh, can then protect that lead. It's a critical game, no doubt. I mean, it's, it's a critical game, especially where the calendar falls right now and how the standings are shaking out. It's, it's a huge game. And Mark, you touched on Varley and I, I want to pivot over to the, to the goaltender situation right now with Jonathan Bernier being day to day with the concussion. You know, Bernier was so good during that 10 game winning streak, but we 
we see it in hockey all the time. A lot of times the best teams, it does take two goalies, and then you figure out which goalie you want to ride on a playoff run. But right now, if the Avs can make the playoffs, Coach Bednar has been very clear. He's on every Wednesday with Vic. He'll be on tomorrow morning on these airwaves that there's going to be some mixing and matching going on, and there's going to be some experimenting going on. So Jonathan Bernier did his part to keep this team when Samian Varlamov was out, and Varley, Bednar said it himself on Sunday post-game. I was sitting right there. He said, Varley deserved better. You know, we just, we didn't give Varley enough help. And then you, you run into a kid like Connor McDavid and, and what happened happened. But if you're Varley, yeah, you need help tonight. But every once in a while, uh, he's got to steal some games. So, you know, if you're, if you're Varley, you're thinking this Canadian road trip is probably mine. And if I need to have three of the best games I've had, like it's, you know, 2013, 2014 all over again, the last time they made that playoff run, then that would be an exciting thing for Avs fans. What a story Bernier was, though, for that stretch. I remember making a, a point of it a couple of weeks ago. You know, when they signed him over the summer, you thought, oh, that's that's nice, you know, nice, mm-hmm. reliable backup. But then he becomes the hottest goalie for about a month and gives you those two options. But I agree with you. Now it's Varley's turn that if this, you know, we talk about McKinnon trying to get back in an MVP race, Varley needs to be the Avs MVP as well. If they want to get back in it, put together a couple of great starts in a row, help them get a nice streak going again. And then when you get Bernier back, be able to use them both. And it would be great to have, have them both playing well down this stretch run. And then you can kind of pick the, I still think it would be Varley in the playoffs, but you, you pick the hot hand and you, you have some options. So just some key dates to remember here. It's, it's tonight in Vancouver. It's Thursday night in Edmonton. It's Saturday night in Calgary. Trade deadline looms on February 26th. And oh, by the way, the Avs play Vancouver at home that night. So whatever group is out there on February 26th is the group you're rolling with the rest of the way, at least in terms of, of acquisitions and moves and all that. So that's why, you know, you don't want to overstate the importance of this road trip up to Canada, but if you're just being blunt and honest and fair, the next three games may dictate how this season shakes out for the Avs. Flames game will be big. Uh, Calgary two points, three points up, but as have a couple games in hand. But you, you know, you want to start putting those teams back behind you as mm-hmm. you try to catch the Wild. Well, and Vancouver and Edmonton, frankly, they're not in it, right? They're not so, in it. So you want so you need to. I mean. Three points, four points? I mean, what are we talking here? You, I think you need to win two of three. Yeah. And I, I mean, beating the Flames, I think, is, is one of the big keys because you don't want to give them the, you know, they call those the four point games. So you, I'm going to get greedy on you. If you're saying beating the Flames is big, well then beating Vancouver and Edmonton is big. So come home with six points. I don't know. Come home with five points, with but five. it's just, it's, it's a critical stretch for the Colorado Avalanche right now. Yeah. Because we've seen how hard it is to make up ground in the standings. So if you lose ground, you know, that, that 10 game winning streak only got them back into the wild card position. I don't know if they have another 10 game winning streak in them, so you can't afford to fall too far back. <laughs> yeah, never say never, right? But that would be tough. He's Marcos. I'm Will H.W. Peterson. Up next, our morning sugar fix with Marty O. Plus, stick with us the rest of the way. The Nuggets, the second half has arrived. It's a ridiculous saying, but the all-star break has come and gone. <laughs> the Broncos, did you hear? Who is the latest name being tossed around at quarterback? It's pretty wacky, but it's coming from a big-time ESPN reporter. And then, of course, Jeff Legwald joins us at 9.30. We'll get his reaction, especially on Baker Mayfield saying he's not Johnny Football. Why do you have to say you're not Johnny Football unless you're Johnny Football? We'll dive into that. Keep it locked in. Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950. The home of the Avalanche. Oh! 
always got a thing of beauty. He's altitude 950. And every Wednesday morning at 7.30, Vic Lombardi talks with head coach Jared Bednar. The teams in our division just keep on clicking along here, and we've just been 500 here lately, and then we're, and we're dropping in the standings, so we got to be better than that if we want to stay in this. And We've played really well at home, and we come with a good energy, and, and then trying to keep grinding out some wins on the road. The Jared Bednar Show, Wednesday mornings at 7.30 on Altitude 950. The Capital One Saver Card presents the invention of the sandwich. Sir, the snack you requested. Ooh, look at that. Bread and meat and bread again. By decree of me, the Earl of Sandwich, I shall call it the Sandwich. Brilliant, sir. The sandwich was once the next big thing in food. Now, it's the Capital One Saver Card. Earn 3% cash back on dining, 2% on groceries, and 1% on all other purchases. What's in your wallet? Capital One Bank, USANA. If you're looking for any off-road accessories for your truck, car, SUV, Colorado Off-Road is the place to go. Hi, I'm Riley Dixon, punter for the Denver Broncos. Hi, Jerry Jones here from Colorado Off-Road. Hey, Riley, I know you got a new truck coming in. What would you like to see on that new truck? I'm hoping to put some 37-inch tires, a leveling kit, possibly a bed cover. Leave it in our hands. We'll get it looking good and to your satisfaction. Colorado Off-Road restyles your ride. In Littleton at Wadsworth and Quincy behind Phil Long. Colorado Off-Road. Are you looking for a new career? Well, with today's fast-paced world, content is available and consumed at an accelerated rate, making media careers in very high demand. And the Colorado Media School is your first step to get the necessary training to prepare you for an exciting media career with courses and training for TV and radio personalities, sports broadcasting, audio and video editing, online and social media content, and so much more. If you belong in front or behind a camera or microphone, then you got to check out the Colorado Media School right Right now, they'll even give you an orientation just for calling to see what they're all about. Get instruction from real industry pros and graduate in as little as eight months. Hey, if you start now, you have a chance to get that media career in this year. And at the Colorado Media School, you can work on your own show or production right when you begin classes. Flexible hours and financial aid for those who qualify give you all the reason to call right now. 303-937-7070. 303-937-7070. As you're pulling into the driveway, you notice your garage door is open, but you didn't open it. Thieves found an easy way in and out. Don't let this happen to you. This is Mark Chapkis, owner of Family Garage Door. Let us come show you the latest in high-tech security features from LiftMaster, including cell phone alerts when the door goes up and automatic deadbolts to lock it down. Please visit us at FamilyGarageDoor.com to schedule your free in-home consultation. That's FamilyGarageDoor.com. Have you heard? Vasa Fitness just opened another stunning new gym in Centennial. We're celebrating our grand opening by giving away a one-week Royal Caribbean cruise getaway for two with airfare. Visit our new Centennial location now through February 24th to be entered to win the Vasa Fitness Royal Caribbean Cruise Getaway for Two. Our grand opening event is Saturday, February 24th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Bring your friends to receive additional entries for the cruise giveaway and come enjoy free food, face painting, training classes, and more. Find us at VasaFitness.com. Altitude 950 traffic update. Overall speeds are improving, but still be ready for winter driving conditions, slick and snow-packed areas. Traffic is brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Northbound I-25 late to recover. It's still stop and go as you work your way between C-470 all the way up through to the university curve. When danger is imminent, will you be prepared? Now, many mobile devices can bring you critical information from local sources you trust. Learn more at ready.gov alerts. I'm Chris McLaughlin with traffic on Altitude 950. 
Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950. Vic Lombardi, James Manchester, Marilat, off today. My name is Will Peterson, joined by Mark Haas. Vic likes to call me H.W. Mark, do you have a... Where did H.W. come from? Yeah, I, all right, we can dive into that. Do you have yeah. a good nickname? Some version of my last name. Most people just call me Haas. Okay. Hosser, Hossie. Ooh, Hosser. Yeah. Yeah. I've done it with hockey players a couple times, like how they come up with uh, nicknames. I mean, it's a pretty simple process. You, know, you just drop some letters, add some, but it's always been like Hosser, Hossie. Speaking of hockey, uh, Troy Terry from the University of Denver, obviously, has a big night last night in the Olympics. Didn't you do something ridiculous over at DU? Weren't you trying to score? Like, fill me in on that. Uh, so they do an orange lemon shootout okay. weekly, which is like the last guy to, the guy who wins the shootout gets an orange, and the last guy has to eat a lemon. So Oof. two years ago, I part, and so they, every year they've now, one week invited, I'm doing air quotes, local celebrities, JJ Lane, the former bachelor. Oh, we know, we know JJ yeah. around these parts so, well, yes. He kind of, uh, has set it up. So I, I did the shootout two years ago. And then last year, they let me dress up as a goalie. Okay. And so I stopped a Troy Terry penalty shot. I mean, I don't know if he was trying. Probably not. Wow. Or it hit me. It Troy Terry hit me with a puck on a penalty shot. Let's put it that way. And so for the segment for TV, I obviously made a huge deal that I stopped a penalty shot. from. This was right after he won his gold medal at the World Juniors. That's right. Okay. And so I stopped one from Troy Terry, made a big deal of it. By the end of it, me and Ben Higgins, the other Bachelor guy, were down at the other end, rolling, just kind of rolling around on the ice, like, because he could barely skate, I could barely skate. Yeah. I could skate, but, um, so, but yeah, I can claim that I have stopped a penalty shot from Troy Terry. And then he goes out last night and has three assists, three assists. and the U.S. wins, and you're like, Thinking, why am I not over in exactly. South Korea right now? They, they, could if they need a goalie. They yeah. should have called me. I think yeah. I still have Olympic eligibility left. How'd you get in with the Bachelor guys? You know, that show is, uh, it's funny to me with that show because everyone says they don't watch it. I watch it. I'll admit, everyone right. watches it. My wife and, watches it and I got into it when I met her however many years ago. I know, but it's funny because <laughs> it's one of the, and maybe we should do this as a power five someday, which is our question of the day is what is the show that everyone claims they don't watch that they actually do? Because the Bachelor is the epitome of that. Yeah. I, I like the drama. Uh, I just, you know, I just root for them to find the love. You just hope. <laughs> no, you don't. No. You're rooting for the train wreck like the rest of us. But every year I swear I'm not going to watch it again. And then the next season comes on and there I am with my wife again watching mm-hmm. it. Well, they I do can't. a good job of carrying the characters over. So the, all right, whatever. Yeah. Let's yeah. bring in, uh, yeah. let's bring in our guy, Marty O at this point. It's time for your morning sugar fix. Instant sugar high. Sugar high. Sugar head high. Brought to you by Lamar's Donuts. Going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Sugar slam! Shake that. By the way, Mark, you asked where HW came from. I have two middle names, Harold and Wythe. I handed my resume to one Vic Lombardi, and he goes, what the hell is this? I'm calling you HW. There you go. That's where it came from. Marty, how many middle names do you have? I just have one. Just George. That's all. George. His last name is Olishowich. Unpronounceable. Olishowich. <laughs> Olishowich. That's why we call him Marty O. Mark, did you say you like to fi- you root for finding the love on The Bachelor? Is that? Yeah. That I, you know, I just want two kids to find love. I'll be honest. How many tears have you shed when you were watching The Bachelor? I don't cry, so uh, zero. I, I don't believe you. Uh, you didn't look at me when you said that. So I, I, I don't like... cry. My wife's still mad at me. I didn't cry at our wedding. Oh. She won't let it go. We're getting deep here yeah. quick. What do you got, Marty? <laughs> All right, so Vic's biggest train endorser turns 55 today. Let's see what he's got to say about our good pal Vic. 
Let me tell you something. I've known him a long time from Phoenix, Arizona to Denver, Colorado. Please vote for my boy for the boys at the Denver airport. That is Sir Charles Barkley turning 55 today. That's impressive. He got the Charles Barkley endorsement for Voice of the DIA train. Are they going to announce like midway poll results or anything? I think the drama, the, the airport's kind of liking it right now. The, the, you know, the, the voting ends February 25th. So honestly, fill up the ballot box for Vic Lombardi because we need Vic as the next voice of the DIA. So we got surprised that they didn't come out with like a midway rankings or something. It's kind of lost a little bit of steam since the initial announcement. So they need to kind of do something to. Fan the flames a little yeah, bit. Yeah, fan it. You know, drum up some controversy. Well, that's what we're doing by putting Charles Barkley on air, you know? <laughs> Vic, if you missed it last week, Mark, Vic has endorsements from uh, Buddy Black, from Jared Bednar, from Michael Malone, now from it's Charles big. Barkley. He's, he's, he's got the big names. And there's one more endorsement that um, we're just sitting on. We'll just say that. Oh, yeah. A late campaign move. I'm not going to name names, but that's what good assistant campaign managers do. Assistant so. to the campaign manager. <laughs> yes, it may come out at some point. All right, Kate Upton's husband turns 35 today. My well name is <laughs> Justin Verlander. He was a huge part of that World Series last year. I'm getting a little excited for baseball. I was just looking at the odds to win the World Series. Who do you guys think is the front runner? Yankees. It would seem it would be the Yankees because they added Giancarlo Stanton. I will say it's the Astros, though. It is the Dodgers at plus 500, but the oh. Yankees and Astros are plus 550, not too far behind. What are our Rockies, Mark? Our Rockies are plus four. Four thousand. So that means if you put a hundred, and again, entertainment purposes only, unless you're in the desert, put a hundred on it, you'd win four grand if they won the World Series. Wow. So they're in the same tier as the Blue Jays and the Mariners. I would have put them above those two. Yeah, yeah. that seems low. What, what is Tulo going to come back and get heavy legs and hit four home runs? Like, come on. I don't know. All teams above them are the Twins, Brewers, Mets, and Diamondbacks. Mets? Yeah. Are thinking Tebow's leading them to the promised land? <laughs> I don't know. He's back in spring training, right? Hey, I'm not encouraging you to do anything illegal, but uh 40 to 1, that seems interesting That's to me. pretty good That's to me. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right, Stephen Marbury's birthday today. You guys have those uh Starbury? You ever have that Starbury gear? It's like really cheap. That would have kind of been before shoes. my time, Mark. Starbury's? No, no. Oh, man. The shorts were like 10 bucks. The shoes were like 15 I mean, the quality was pretty bad. Are you telling us you're a Starberry kid, Marty? In college, yeah. you need some hooping shoes. You get break a 20 and get some hooping shoes. <laughs> I've never been into the whole shoe thing, and I know I'm kind of on an island on that. Josh Dover, who you hear all the time on these airwaves, is obsessed with shoes, and I'm the exact opposite of Josh Dover on that front. I just remembered that uh, I wore my Nugget socks today. Nice. The Skyline Nugget socks. Impressive. Those look good. Mark, it was early is, this morning. You're you're a runner, by the way. Yes. How when you're doing marathons and stuff, like how often are you cycling through new running shoes, especially when you're training? Uh, well, depends on how heavy my schedule is that year. Six months to a year. Wow, you get a lot of miles out of a yeah, pair of I shoes. Yeah, I wear them too long. Yeah. I, I should buy them more often. Maybe you can buy a pair of Starburries, right? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I'm not, I am not running a marathon in Starburries. Won't break the bank, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Uh, this day, 1985, Cherry Coke is introduced. You guys Cherry Coke fans? Oh, yeah. Cherry Coke is one of those things that, like, as a kid, you'd have, like, nine of them, and then you'd be all wired, and you're like, why am I all wired? It's like, because yeah, you yeah. drink nine Cherry Cokes. Do they even still make Cherry Coke? Oh, yeah, it's out there. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I was a fan of the Vanilla Coke. Ooh, no, Pepsi, no, that no, was good like... stuff. I'm not sure if that's still out there, though. I think it is. I like cherry coke way more than vanilla coke. You guys were at like the what was the one the surge market? Oh, yeah. yeah, that'll get you bouncing off the walls. Like yeah. illegal? And, yeah, in nineteen states now. Well, and then you become an adult and you discover four local and you're like, this is surge with <laughs> alcohol in it. This yeah. is great. 
Alright, this day in 1993, the Colorado Rockies opened their first spring training in Tucson, Arizona. Will, yeah. I think you were a little too young for that one. Yeah, 93. Mark, I mean, you're a Fort Collins native. What do you, what do you remember about the, the first spring training? How was the buzz? I just remember the excitement of getting a team. So what is, they're calling this the 25th anniversary year, but it's the 26th season. Is that correct? <laughs> the math is a little <laughs> the unclear. Math you, but I'm pretty yes. sure it's 25th anniversary season, but they're acknowledging that it's season number 26. Where were you when Eric Young went uh, mile high and out of here to, to lead it off in 95? Was that 90 or no, 90? Now my math's all messed up. Jesse, can you help me? It was 93. It was 93. Yeah. I mean, that was uh, kind of an iconic moment in, in Denver history, and they're playing in a freaking football stadium. Yeah, at home. We only went to a handful of games. I can only remember going to maybe one or two games at Mile High, but then once Coors was built, we started going to a bunch more games. Coors. Coors! Alright, this day in 1998, Vicks girl Tara Lipinski wins the gold medal. She was 15 years old. Why is uh, she Vicks girl? Yeah, he was uh, all over her about the uh, commentary, like they're the best commentators in the world, and he kept... Given high eyebrows, like, hey, Tara Lipinski. Tara yeah. Lipinski. Uh, yeah, I mean, I remember the name Tara Lipinski. Wasn't it her and Michelle Kwan? Is that ringing any bells? Kind she of was going, definitely one of them. That yeah, sounds right. Yeah. Going back and forth here. It is funny how, you know, we, we fall in love with these, like, Olympic athletes. And then we don't hear from him. And then we fall in love with him. Like Michael Phelps, think about his cycle. You know, yeah. it was Michael Phelps was the biggest thing going. And then for four years, you don't really hear a lot about Michael Phelps. He's the biggest thing going. I think that's kind of what makes the Olympics special. By the way, the New York Times has an incredible article on Scott Hamilton, who was bumped for Lipinski and Johnny Weir, and just how he has handled it. I didn't realize how many health scares he has been through. Really? He has fought cancer almost every six years, and this is like his fourth battle. Oof. And his outlook and attitude on life and willingness to just realize that they needed new announcers. He's still helping out. Great article on Scott Hamilton. All right, we'll check it out. New York Times. All right, this day last year, Boogie was traded from the Kings to the Pelicans. It was a big trade. It was a big trade indeed. Boogie, obviously, I believe, out for the year down in New Orleans right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole Boogie-Anthony Davis thing, I never really quite thought it was going to work. No, we're going to get into the Nuggets, but uh, there's going to be two teams right now that get left out. We should maybe discuss which two teams aren't going to make that cut. They so could be one of them. Sounds like a teaser for sure. All right, in that trade was Buddy Heald. He went from the Pelicans to the Kings. The Kings owner was quoted as saying, Buddy Heald will become the next Steph Curry. Stop it. Yeah. Whiff. That was a, that was a bit of a whiff right there. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we missed the Joker's birthday yesterday. He turns a tender 23. Nice. Wow. 23 years you old. You sometimes forget that about him, just how young he still is. Super young, super nice guy, just loves life, and uh, just a goofball who's an incredible basketball player. And that's a nice combination for the Joker to have because yeah. you can almost see his personality in his game, right? He throws these ridiculous passes that only he can get away with, but they always work out. Such a fun player to watch. Happy birthday, Joker, a what, day late. What's even crazier is Jamal Murray can't even buy him a beer yet. He's not even old <laughs> enough to buy him I a beer. I thought he turned 21 the other day. That is uh, coming up on the 23rd, so stay right. tuned for that one. Jamal Murray's got a birthday on the 23rd. The Nuggets play that night against the Spurs, I think, right? Is that when they're back in action? Yes, the 23rd. All right, well, we'll see if Jamal Murray can have a uh, a big birthday. Anything else, Marty? That is it, fellas. Cool. Good work. That's Marty O with his morning sugarfish. you got the Vic Lombardi Show. Coming up next, we'll dive into the Nuggets. They play, as we said, on Friday against the Spurs. Recap a little bit of what Jamal Murray did out in L.A. When does Paul Millsap return? And how does this team get a seed in the playoffs where winning a playoff series is a realistic goal? We'll tell you next on the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950.
This has been your morning sugar fix, brought to you by Lamar's Donuts, going beyond the news to bring you the sweet stories. Altitude 950, Denver's All Sports Station. Coming up tonight, the Avalanche are in Vancouver to take on the Canucks. The puck drops at 8 o'clock with the pregame show, getting away at 7.35. Mark Mosher, the radio voice of the Avalanche, will be on the call. KSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche. The Harris for three. Got it again. And oh! D-Money's on fire tonight. Oh, what a thing of beauty. you got to be kidding me. Denver's all-sports station, altitude 950. <laughs> now, back to Vic Lombardi. Chandler throws it over to Nicole Jokic. Back over to Chandler. Couple of dribbles. Reverse side. Layup is good. And there it is, Nikola Jokic, a triple-double in the first half. 16 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. That is incredible. Denver's up by 15 points. Incredible indeed. It feels like it's been a while since the Nuggets have played. Has been a little bit. All-star break wrapped up. They'll get back on the court Friday against the Spurs. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show. Marcos. Will Peterson with you this morning, Manchester and Vic on some well-earned PTO. Mark, all right, the Nuggets uh, are a team right now that there are so many different outcomes for how this season can play out down the stretch. I mean, you could you could convince me they could get as high as three, and you could also convince me there's going to be a battle for a playoff spot until the end. Uh, the Nuggets right now, their situation is very fluid, to say the least. We look, you have the Rockets and Warriors 1-2, and then from the Spurs in three at 35 wins down to the Jazz in 10th at 30 wins, that's eight teams separated by five wins. So six of them are going to make the playoffs. I could, Like you said, the Nuggets, you get hot, you could find yourself in the 4-5 mix, but you go through a couple rough patches, and there's teams on your heels. What's interesting, all other than the Spurs, all those teams went into the All-Star break on winning streaks. The Jazz have won 11 in a row. They're still in 10th place. Clippers playing better. They're in 9th place. So you, you talk about how important stretches are for the Avs. They're just as important for the Nuggets because they have a little more cushion to make the playoffs, but you know, a three-game losing streak, you could find yourself – on the wrong side looking in. Yeah, and you, you looked at the win column. I always look at the loss column, too, because at least the loss column you, you can't make up, right? Games in hand, wins, all that. I mean, the amount of teams in the Western Conference with 26 losses right now is ridiculous, right? It's the Thunder, it's the Nuggets, it's the Blazers, it's the Pelicans, it's the Clippers. Nuggets right now, though, are playing really good basketball, and that's what I'm most excited about with this team is, yeah, they had some frustrating losses early in the year, but let's talk about the big wins, and the big wins they've gotten recently. And they've beaten San Antonio. They they beat the Thunder on a buzzer beater. They go to Milwaukee, a pretty good Eastern Conference team, and they get a win going in the break where, you know, we had Michael Malone on these airwaves, and he's talking about how, you know, our guys can't be focused on, on whatever they're doing over the break. He even made a – they can't be focused on their trip to Mexico or whatever. And I give Coach Malone and his staff and those players a ton of credit because they went up to Milwaukee – and they lit the they lit the bucks up. I mean, they could not miss. And now it's just like, okay, I hope your break's going well. Frankly, they're still in their break. I mean, they'll get back in this very soon. But it, it was one of those things where a little R and R is always a good thing. 
But it's also like, oof, they were hot. You gotta find a way to keep that momentum going after not playing, uh, you know, for a week or whatever it was. Yeah, first games back are always interesting and it's against a Spurs team. You know that, you know, Pop's gonna have his team ready to go, but it is in Denver. You got three here at home. Uh, I look at their schedule though and there's, there's stretches that scare me. I mean, I don't know how they end up having a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven game road trip to finish March as you're battling for a playoff spot. That's, uh, you, you know, you want to have a nice cushion going into that because you, you'd hope to win, you know, four or five of that road trip, but you know, it could be going three or four. So the schedule will be challenging, but you know, every team is going to have a challenging schedule from here on out, but uh, it'll be fun. It is fun too with the Nuggets right now of how things are breaking, right? You know, you do some small things at the trade deadline, um, but we can't diminish what they did. I mean, you got Devin Harris, you got your legit backup point guard, um, that you wanted for this stretch run. And oh, by the way, just like Nathan McKinnon came back to the abs, people forget a, a full, t- a four time all-star, his return is looming, you know, and we don't have an exact timeline on when Paul Millsap's going to be back. But he only played 16 games with this team before he got hurt. And injecting Paul Millsap into this Nuggets team, yeah, that road trip in March scares you. But I think Millsap may return at the exact right time in order to kind of gel in the month of March and then really kick things off in April. And then all of a sudden you're looking at a seven-game series with the likes of, I don't know, San Antonio or Minnesota or Oklahoma City or maybe even a Houston or a Golden State. And you may be favorited against some of those teams. You may be dogs against others. But, man, if we just want to look ahead a little bit here, this team could really be gelling at the exact right time to to do something pretty special in the month of April. And to me, special would be win a playoff series. You know, we haven't seen the Nuggets win a playoff series in a while because it's hard to win playoff series in the NBA. So after not making the playoffs last year, obviously the goal is just to get in this year. And you did a good job of laying out of, hey, that's still priority number one is making the dance. But once they get in the dance, this team's playing so well right now. Who wants to play them? I, if I'm, if I'm Oklahoma City, I don't want to see the Joker and Gary Harris and have to play Jamal two or three Murray games at, in Denver. Yeah. And oh, by the way, Paul Millsap. So there's four of your five starters with a bench that Michael Malone's going to be able to massage that rotation, eight, nine guys. And that Nuggets team, uh, is going to be a scary team down the stretch and fingers crossed in the postseason. There will be a transition period when Millsap comes back. Because like you mentioned, he didn't play a whole lot of games. And, uh, you know, for a young player like Joke, the, the Joker to, you know, get comfortable with him again. So they need to make that transition as quick as possible to kind of get comfortable with each other again. What's your ideal playoff matchup? Who would you like to see them? I'd kind of like to see them go against the Thunder. I don't know if the, if the math works out for that. But I think that they could build a nice rivalry with the Thunder. Because we've seen some entertaining games between the teams during the regular season. You can't really have a rivalry until you play in the playoffs and you know, start to beat each other in the playoffs. But I think that that would be a fun series to watch. Well, are you going to let me get a little greedy here? Because, as I said, my goal is them to just make the dance. But, I mean, if you're just going dream scenario to me... It's either the Thunder because the, the Russell Westbrook thing and the, the, you know, there's, there's venom there. Westbrook hates Denver for whatever reason. There's some tension, yeah. There's some be- tension. But for me, Mark, it's, it's the Timberwolves, right? Because I think the Timberwolves were the, the darlings this offseason and they, they got Jimmy Butler and frankly, I kind of like it this way. I, I don't know how the Nuggets front office feels, but it, it just felt like everyone was kind of sleeping on the Nuggets a little bit. Yeah. So I think if you got a four or five series with Minnesota, and you could somehow end up as the 
four to guarantee that games one, two, five, and potentially game seven were at the Pepsi Center, that would be a lot of fun because if you remember this, and I'll, I'll take you in the time machine, the Nuggets, when they first got back in the playoffs with Melo when he was a rookie, it was a series against Minnesota. It yeah. was an 8-1 series. It was Kevin Garnett. It was Latrell Sprewell. It was Sam Cassell. And the Nuggets actually won game three of that series and almost won game four to make it two all. So I just think it would be fun to see a Nuggets-Wolves series. And you know what? Let everyone sleep on the Nuggets. We both remember those games earlier in the year against Minnesota. One here and one up there that the Timberwolves won, that the Nuggets could have won both. So let's just hope those growing pains were maybe in the regular season. And, boy, even just talking about it right now, a Nuggets-Wolves playoff series would be a lot of fun. You don't like to look in the rearview mirror, but who behind the Nuggets scares you? you got the Trailblazers in seventh, Pelicans in eighth. You mentioned that they've lost Cousins. Clippers in ninth, Jazz in tenth, who have won ten in a row. I still think that the Jazz will come back to earth eventually. Yeah, I I think the 11 games is is a nice streak, but it's – it feels like a little bit of a mirage. And they're still not in a playoff position. I think that they kind of – the Clippers are a team to watch. And I, I, I don't know what to make of the Pelicans without Cousins. I mean, they're still hanging around, but it – That's what's so crazy right now because I, I agree with your sentiment of, hey, don't look in the rearview mirror, but it's kind of hard not to, yeah. right? But you also want to be looking ahead and thinking – Man, we, you know, we win six, seven, eight games in a row. The Spurs, no one really knows what's going on with the Kawhi Leonard and Pop thing, and it's a little weird, and LaMarcus Aldridge, and it's like... It doesn't seem like it's a Spurs year. No, and the Spurs are still the Spurs, but, you know, you're not catching Golden State or Houston. You're just not, but... It's kind of how we started the segment. I mean, the Nuggets right now, they're, they're going to take it one game at a time, right? But one game at a time is the Spurs on Friday. And if you win that game and you beat them at Pepsi Center for the second time in what? A span of 10 days? All of a sudden, you're in their head a little bit. Yeah. And you might have buried that kind of Spurs, um, gosh, this is going to be the wrong word, but that Spurs demon, if you will. I mean, think about how many times over the years the Spurs have haunted the Nuggets in the playoffs, and we can all picture Tim Duncan doing his stupid little face and Manu Ginobili flopping all over the place. So there is a chance for this Nuggets team from an organizational level to to really bury some some organizations that have given them some trouble over the over the years. And I, I would say the Spurs and the Lakers are probably the top that list. Well, guess what? The Lakers aren't going to make the playoffs. The thing I like about the Nuggets is that I think going into the playoffs, they will feel like that they can beat anybody that they match up against. They seem to always play well against the top teams. I mean, I, obviously the matchup, if it is the Rockets or the Warriors, not favorable, but I still think that the Nuggets would go into a series like that confident and could win a couple games and make it interesting. And if you can get into the three, three through six battle, any of those teams, I think that they would feel confident that they can step on the court and uh, win a series against them. It is funny you mentioned that because a lot of seven and eight seeds in the NBA – they're just happy to be there. And it's going to be a four or five game series. I'm not saying the Nuggets are going to finish seventh or eighth, but if they did, this team wouldn't just be happy to be there. They would scare the crap out of the Warriors or the Rockets. I guarantee you that. They beat the Warriors multiple times over the last couple of years. So they mm-hmm. would, they would feel confident that they could, uh, they could give them a run for their money. It's going to be fun. Both the NHL and NBA, we've officially hit the stretch run for the Avs and the Nuggets. Meanwhile, the Rockies are down in Arizona and the Broncos. Well, there's a new name that has emerged as potential quarterback. This is coming from ESPN's Jeff Darlington. You'll be surprised by it. We'll tell you on the other side. Mark Haas, Will Peterson, Vic Lombardi Show, Altitude 950.
Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Here's what you missed on the latest Mark Mosier Show. Play-by-play voice of your Nuggets on Altitude TV, Chris Marlowe. Well, the good news is that Nikola Jokic is going to continue to get better. He's already great. Uh, I consider him a, a national treasure living in Colorado. We're getting a chance to see this kind of greatness, scoring, rebounding, passing, leading, he does things every night that you just go, wow. Mark Mosier, every weekday afternoon, 1 to 3, only on Altitude 950. Nick Backridge here from Sus Buick GMC. We know you can buy a car or truck anywhere. We all pay the same price for new vehicles. But at Sus Buick GMC, the difference is the people. No loud screaming out low payments with misleading and confusing disclaimers and fees. At Sus, we don't have any fees, just the price plus tax, that's it. Those are the numbers. Sus Buick GMC, selling new Buicks and GMCs and the best pre-owned selection around. Real people, real prices, go figure. Sus Buick GMC on Havana, Mississippi. Visit us at sus.net. Paulino Gardens, grower of the finest vegetable plants, welcomes you to their beautiful garden center. You'll find a wide selection of quality trees, shrubs, rose bushes, and perennial flowers, friendly, expert advice, and family-owned since 1962. Paulino Gardens, 6300 North Broadway in Denver. Hi, I'm President Barnett. Brad Barnett, that is. President of Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store. In celebration of President's Day, we're offering up some incredible savings that you don't want to miss. And dreaming of new stainless steel appliances? Selling your home and need a quick kitchen update? Then come into Mountain High Appliance and save nearly $750 on a four-piece stainless whirlpool package for only $20.99. Need to replace that outdated refrigerator? We have closeout pricing on a French door stainless steel refrigerator from Whirlpool for only $13.99. That's an astonishing savings of $600. We also have unbeatable prices on front-load laundry pairs from Whirlpool, Maytag, and GE. Plus, get 10% off dishwashers from KitchenAid. Come in and experience the difference and see what everyone is talking about. Open Monday through Friday till 8, Saturday and Sunday till 5, or online at mountainhighappliance.com. Mountain High Appliance in Thank you. Attention career seekers. Denver's 18th Annual Diversity Employment Day Career Fair is on Wednesday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Doubletree by Hilton Stapleton North. Interview with Denver's top employers looking to fill hundreds of positions in finance, sales, management, healthcare, engineering, and more. The career fair is sponsored by the DiversityRecruitersNetwork.org. Meet with Union Pacific, Hertz, Kroger, Isle and Lady Luck Casino, KSE Radio, and many more. Come to the career fair Wednesday from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. at Doubletree by Hilton Stapleton North. For more info, visit citycareerfair.com. Vic Lombardi is a finalist as the next voice of the DIA train. Head coach of your Colorado Avalanche, Jared Bednar. Can I get your endorsement for this job? 100%. Yeah, 100%. I like to hear you on there when I go to the airport. That'd be nice. Vote for Vic now. Click on the link on the Altitude 950 Twitter page. Back to Vic Lombardi. I think the practices are more important, you know, because you get... uh you get more reps to watch. You know, in that game on Saturday, I mean, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be obviously four quarters, but, you know, a guy may get 25 or 30 chances. I mean, you know, we're going to have 100 plus clips on the guy after, after three days of work. So the practices are way more important because you're actually asking him to do what you're teaching him to do. So you, you know, that's, that's the evaluation. Can he take the information and process it and do what he's asked to do inside of the scheme? So that's, that's, in my opinion, way more important in the game. 
Oh my gosh, we get it, Vance. You like practice. He you loves told... himself a good practice. Sheesh. He told us all year how much he liked practice. That is Broncos head coach Vance Joseph down at the Super Bowl that he still likes practice. Well, guess what, Vance? No one cares about practice. People care about 5 and 11 and uh, getting your ass kicked in the Senior Bowl. But that is for a different day. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show. He's Mark Haas. I'm Will Peterson. Vic Lombardi, James Manchester, Marilat. Off today. Mark, you were over at Channel 4. Went to a lot of Broncos throughout the year. Um, did Vance Joseph drive you as crazy as he drove me? He was just, I liked his honesty, but then he would, he was almost too honest and he'd talk himself into corners and he would try to get out of corners and he would contradict himself. And not that how you deal with the media really matters compared to your on the field results, but he was just, he had, he went through a learning curve in terms of talking to the media. And I, I always like to point out his, uh, contradictions of himself. <laughs> We're going to dive into the QBs, but while I've got you here, I do think one of the major storylines of the offseason that, that maybe isn't talked about enough. Um, you know, a, a lot of stations are just going to force quarterbacks and mock drafts down your throat. We'll get into some of that because there's news. But I, I think, Mark, one of the biggest stories that, that, frankly, we haven't spent enough time on is why was Vance Joseph retained? Because um, when you're 5-10 and 10 and, and the reports are leaking that you're going to probably move on from your head coach and, and then you lose a game to the Chiefs that, yeah, it didn't mean anything – but still, if I was watching that game till the end, I'm sure you were. He bungled the clock at the end of the first half. He blew it at the end of the the fourth quarter. He goes five and eleven, and then somehow the locker room saves his job because they're campaigning for him. And then there's the whole Elway gonna sleep on it thing. And I, I, I can't figure it out. I honestly cannot figure it out. Do you have any insight on on why Vance Joseph will be back for year two? I think that unless you had an idea of and you knew for sure that there was someone better that you could get. I think John Elway wanted to give it another year. And so I'm guessing that as he kind of reflected on it and he looked at kind of the coaching landscape, that he didn't feel like there was a better better option. And he's also a prideful guy that doesn't like to admit that he was wrong. So he would have been admitting that he made a mistake by hiring Vance Joseph. So I think he's he's wanting to give him a chance to kind of prove that he was a good hire and that he can be a, a head coach in the NFL. But I think that he starts the year on the hot seat. And if things don't go well in September, who knows what could happen? Well, and why, I mean, we don't have to go down this road, but why start on the hot seat? Why, why start one and three, one and four and potentially waste another year, right? Like it, it would have just been easier to start over and instead you fired six coaches, ultimately seven coaches, and now you don't have a quarterback. And that's it does feel where like this, they're in start over mode now. Right, right. It feels like they're hitting the reset button on everything else. So why not bring in a new guy to kind of be part of that complete reset? And we'll see. But you're right. The the leash, so to speak, is probably not very long for Vance Joseph. But who his quarterback is going to be um, remains to be seen. And, you know, we we don't force news on you on this show, but we will tell you when something interesting happens. And um, we'll talk to ESPN's Jeff Legwald, our Altitude 950 insider, here in about 10 minutes. So we'll ask him. But one of his colleagues, ESPN's Jeff Darlington, even shares a first name, um, was on NFL Live yesterday, one of their midday shows. And it need to be clear how I how I communicate this. This was not a report from Jeff Darlington. This was a guess, right? So there there are there are big distinctions here. But he brought up a name that I had not really heard or considered, but it's a name that has floated a little bit. And I want your reaction, Mark. 
Um, that name's a former number one overall pick in this league. Jeff Darlington speculated, and granted, the other guys on the show gave him a lot of a lot of crap for it. Sam Bradford could be the next quarterback of the Denver Broncos. First off, I don't hate the idea. I think if you were to go with Sam Bradford, that means that you're going to use the number five pick on a quarterback, depending on who's available. I saw a mock draft today that had uh, Josh Rosen fall into the, the Broncos. Mm. That was, I think, the first time I'd seen him in the number five spot. Sure. But I think as people make these guesses, it all it all centers around Kirk Cousins. And free agency is, you know, it's a game of dominoes where however many teams are going to make their pitch to Kirk Cousins, and so Darlington... I'm guessing probably has the Jets winning the Kirk Cousins sweepstakes. There was a report out that the Jets are willing to pay whatever it takes to get Kirk mm-hmm. Cousins. So if they win that sweepstakes, then the other handful of teams have to well, go. Well, you keep see, seeing the, just real quick, you keep seeing the Vikings as well as a very logical landing spot for Kirk Cousins too. So either one of those teams. And so it's obviously not like, I don't want to compare it to the Peyton Manning situation because Kirk Cousins is not Peyton Manning, but mm-hmm. you're in that kind of situation where there's going to be a handful of teams vying for this guy's services, and then whoever doesn't get him has to go to the next options, and then there's that tier of quarterbacks that are the next options. Minnesota has an interesting situation where they have three guys, not necessarily under, I mean, three pretty good quarterbacks that were on yeah, the team last Keenum year. Yeah, between Keenum and Bradford and Bridgewater. and Bridgewater. Oh, and don't forget your boy. Kyle Slaughter. Is he my boy? I thought he was your boy. <laughs> I don't know. He's everyone's He's boy. He's everyone's boy. Because every time we're like, hey, Vance, what do you think about Kyle Slaughter? He's like, who? <laughs> no, I refuse to talk about him. Yes. But, I mean, so they have three guys that they can, you know, offer deals to or kind of how it all plays out there. They're in an interesting situation. Or they can make the run for Cousins. But whoever comes out of Minnesota kind of who, who doesn't get signed by Minnesota falls into that heap of quarterbacks that's available. And I, I, I kind of like the idea of not spending the $30 million, but spending – Half that for a talented guy. Obviously, the concern with Bradford is he's not going to make it through the season. But, hey, you let him start the year, I hate to say it, until he gets hurt, and then you bring in your rookie in week seven. That seems kind of like a nice transition for a rookie. So let's go a little, uh, you know, a little deeper into this here. Uh, I've advocated on these airwaves and I've argued with Vic and James about it, but we all actually are kind of on the same page. We just go a different route of getting there that they don't need to sign a free agent quarterback. I, 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 Honestly, I, w- I wouldn't sign one. I just wouldn't. I would take either uh, Baker Mayfield or Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold. I wouldn't take Josh Allen. I would take one of those three guys at five, and, and I would just hand him the keys. A- and I would sign Nate Solder and bring him home. He's been Tom Brady's left tackle forever, but guess what? He has tremendous connections to Colorado. And I would probably move on from both Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. I know that's unpopular because everyone says, who are you going to throw the ball to? Well, a guy by the name of Jarvis Landry is a free agent. Jarvis Landry is a good player, and there's a rivalry between John Elway and Adam Gase. And I think you could bring Landry in. And I think some combination of of Sunshine and Cody Latimer and Benny Fowler can kind of piece it together. And people say, oh, you can't do that. And it's Well, my retort would be, well, the offense has sucked for three straight years. So do you want to just bring the same personnel back yeah. for a fourth year, or do you want to get creative? At least I'm thinking outside the box here. So who's your backup in that scenario? You're sticking with just one of the guys you have. Put Paxton as the backup. I don't know. Trevor right? Simeon looks pretty good at holding a clipboard. Bring Brock Osweiler back for veterans minimum. Uh, Paxton's has got about four million on the book. If you can't move that for a bucket of new footballs or a new Xbox, then bring him back. I don't care, but it, it just you have a, a, a backup already on this roster, and I don't really care which one of the three guys it is, 
and you can go get a quarterback at five and you can use your money to bring in big name free agents on the offensive side of the ball while also keeping the defense intact. It drives me insane. People say, well, you got to move on from a to save the 11 million. Why not move on from DT and save eight? I mean, it, 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 who's more valuable? A keep to leave or Demarius Thomas? It's, it's a keep to leave. I mean, DT, let's be honest. He's a great player, a great receiver. He has not been the same player in three, four years because his body has started to break down. That's what happens to guys who play 16 games a year. So I don't know, Mark. Uh, I, what do you think about, what do you think about just passing on free agent quarterbacks and just going draft? So you save your coin for things like left tackle, wide receiver, running back, et cetera. I'm not sure if the Broncos would start a season without a quarterback competition per se. I know they haven't gone well, but I just don't see them drafting a guy at five and saying it is your job no matter what. They, they don't strike me as that type of franchise. It's a top five pick though. The last time they had one of those was Von Miller and he won a Super Bowl MVP. This is just, this is rare for the Broncos to be able to so pick you, this up. You high. can see them, whoever they draft saying it's your job. And if you bring back a, a Trevor or Brock telling them you don't get a say in this. Enjoy your clipboard. You had your chance last year. I mean, let's be honest. Trevor had his chance. He's had two chances. Brock had his chance. Paxton clearly had his chances because clearly everyone says, well, he hasn't played a lot. Well, he hasn't played a lot because he hasn't earned a right to play a lot. Uh, Obviously, things have happened behind closed doors that have made two separate coaching staffs unhappy, right? So I I don't really care which one gets brought back, but I tell them, hey, you're lucky that you're still on the roster. So enjoy holding the clipboard because it's Baker Mayfield's job, and you need to start mentoring him as the guy of the future. And I think any of the three would probably do that because they're just still happy to be in the NFL. I like your idea, and I I think that you need to have a year for a rookie to develop. But by doing that, you're kind of signing up for possibly having another 5-11 and season because rookie quarterbacks, it's usually that next year. That That and Zeke went 13-3. and there are unique circumstances that that lead to that. If you can get Baker Mayfield at five, and you can get uh, the the kid from Georgia, Sony Michelle at thirty seven or whatever, why can't Mayfield and Michelle, along with a Nate Solder and a Jarvis Landry, and oh by the way, a defense returning returning Von Miller and Chris Harris and Akeem Talib and Darian Stewart and Brandon Marshall and Derek Wolf, all guys with a bunch of hardware. Why can't that team get creative and go 10 and 6, 11 and 5? I'm not saying they're going to go 13 and 3, but Dak and Zeke did it just a year or two ago and kind of proved that the whole rookie quarterback, rookie running back narrative doesn't, as long as you have good pieces around them, you can, you can blow that narrative up. I just look at, uh, Wentz and Jared Goff, who mm-hmm. took them both a year, and then you have teams in great positions, sure. which is why I'm on board with your idea. I just think you might have to be looking at 2019 or being prepared for that to be a right. possibility that they could go through some struggles and then turn the corner and all of a sudden now the Rams and the Eagles have their franchise guys and are set up for the next couple of years. So I'm all on board with your idea. I just wonder if John Elway is going to want to get a veteran in here to tr- to give him a better chance to win in 2018. Can uh, And real quickly, we got Leggy coming up. Can Broncos country handle another quote-unquote rebuild year? I don't know. I think that if you tell them that this is what we're doing, we have our guy, I think Broncos country can get on board with that. They can say they're on board with that. <laughs> and then you get to October and, and you're two yeah, and, and four. And two and six and Vance <laughs> Joseph still doesn't know when to call timeout. There might be some frustration. That's true. It's easy to say now that 
we're in it to build this quarterback, yeah. to, to let him develop, and then you get into the season, and all of a sudden you want to win again. <laughs> we'll ask Leggy about all this coming up next. He's our insider. What is new on the quarterback front, and why is Baker Mayfield so concerned about telling us he's not Johnny Football 2.0? Are those just questions he's getting asked, or are there some red flags there? We'll dive in next on the Vic Lombardi Show on Altitude 950. Uh, you need to sell your house, and you need an agent who can sell that house fast. That agent is Troy Hansford of the Hansford Real Estate Team, the only agent who will make you the following offer. He'll sell your home at a price and a time you agree on, or he'll cut you a check for $5,000. How does he do it? He's got an exclusive system for marketing homes. It's been proven to work. There's no pressure, no obligation, no risk. Give him a call today. Troy Hansford, 720-600-6244. That's 720-600-6244. Vic Lombardi. I scream at people for showing up to games in Celtics gear. I'm the guy who defaces Flacco posters. But you know what else I am? Vic Lombardi is a finalist as the next voice of the DIA train. I am Denver born and Denver proud. Love me or hate me, I am all about Denver. Vote for Vic now. Click on the link on the Altitude 950 Twitter page. Did I mention my dad once worked for Burlington Northern Railroad? A train? This is a train? There has to be some allegiance to that that has to carry some weight. Hey, this is Jerry from Colorado Off-Road. Riley Dixon, putter for the Denver Broncos. Why do you shop Colorado Off-Road? I've always been taken very good care of. Your staff is always walking around with a smile. They've always helped me out with everything I needed from exhaust to tires to tonneau covers for the back of my truck. Colorado Off-Road has always taken very good care of me. Thanks, Riley. We appreciate that. We always want our customers walking out with a smile on their face, happy and taken care of. Located in Littleton at Wadsworth and Quincy, behind Phil Long. Colorado Off-Road. This may not be easy for you to hear, but you might need a hearing device. Do you have trouble hearing in crowds? Has someone told you you have the game on too loud? It could be you're having some hearing loss, and a modern, barely visible hearing device might be the solution. We're not talking a clunky old thing like grandpa's. Visit echohearingcenter.com. Schedule a free hearing test. Then Echo Hearing Center can help you determine if a hearing device is right for you. Listen, if you think you might be having a hearing problem, why not check it out? Visit EchoHearingCenter.com. Do you have a hankering for some real, authentic, quality Colorado Mexican food? Make your way down to Real de Minas. Experience the ambiance and taste of Mexico with their meals prepared from the freshest of ingredients. And when you're in the mood to unwind, the happy hours at Real de Minas will help. Live music, karaoke, and delicious, authentic Mexican food. It's Real de Minas with four convenient locations. Find the location closest to you and drool over their online. Online menu at Real de Mines Restaurant.com. Most of the year, my bad credit means I can't get it. But this is tax season, and it's time I got a new ride. So I'm taking my tax refund to Grand Valley Auto, where they say bad credit, don't sweat it. At Grand Valley Auto, they've got hundreds of quality pre-owned vehicles to choose from. Amazing deals, 17 years reputable experience, a full service department, and a free oil change if you mention this commercial. Tax time is car buying time at Grand Valley Auto on West Colfax near Wadsworth and Lakewood. GVA Lakewood.com. 
The road to success is paved with your new career at Brannon Companies. Since 1906, they've been one of the most stable and respected asphalt, ready-mix concrete, and pipe construction companies. Construction is booming, and Brannon is hiring. They need Class A and B CDL drivers, operators, and laborers, all experience levels. Start today, get paid tomorrow. Brannon offers competitive wages, comprehensive benefits package, including matching 401K and stability. Apply today at BrannonOne.com. That's B-R-A-N-N-A-N, the number one, dot Next time you want to drive up the hill to play at the casinos in Central City, don't crawl up that old twisty canyon stuck behind slow buses and gravel trucks. Do what I do. Take I-70 to the Central City Casino Parkway. It's a quick, easy, scenic drive. And best of all, it's a modern four-lane highway. Central City offers everything you need. Hotels, dining, bars open 24-7, and live casino action day or night. So remember, don't take old twisty. Cruise I-70 to the parkway and take the four lanes to fun. The Altitude 950 hotline is now open. Call 303-753-0950 to join the show. Plans for the NFL draft. Are you planning to be here? Are you plan to be at your parents' house? I'll be in the hometown. Uh, you know, there's so many people, like I said, that helped me along the way that I want to celebrate this with because it's not just about me. Yeah, one name gets called. I've had coaches, teammates, my family that have all been there for me through the ups and downs that I want to help celebrate that with. Well, what if you have a feeling you might be going like top five, top ten picks? Would that alter your plans? Though? I have that feeling right now. No, I'm not. <laughs> That is Baker Mayfield out of Oklahoma talking about his draft day plans. Still a couple months away. Welcome back to the Vic Lombardi Show here on Altitude 950. Vic and James Merrillat out today. I am Will Peterson joined by, you know him from Channel 4, my friend Mark Haas. We'll go out to the hotline now. Welcome in our Altitude 950 insider ESPN's Jeff Legwald. What's up, Leggy? How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? Hey, we're doing really well. Thanks so much for a few minutes. Uh, just tell us, Jeff, what is going on this time of the year at Dove Valley? How quiet is it? Um, and is it, are guys on vacation right now or are they really ramping up for the start of free agency and the NFL draft? No, nah, they're, well, they're cranking pretty hard. I mean, they, uh, most teams, including the Broncos, like to set their, free agency board before they go to the combine. So uh, that takes a lot of work. you got to decide, you know, where you have people at each position and even what your priorities are. So uh, they will have likely spent a ton of time on that and will probably have all of that ready to go when they go to the combine because when they get back, it's only a week or so until free agency opens. And then uh, you also have to decide what, what players you're going to interview face-to-face at the Combine. You get, I believe, 60 uh, face-to-face interviews, so you got to make that list and you got to get all that ready to roll because uh, you don't want to waste your time, uh, you know, on players you're, you know, you don't have sort of in your wheelhouse to draft. So they're, they're putting those lists together, and that takes a ton of, uh, you know, a ton of time and, and discussion. you got to get it right because, again, it's all, the teams that are most efficient with their time this time of year will do the best. Hey, Jeff, we were just talking about your colleague Jeff Darlington predicting Sam Bradford to the Broncos. Obviously, Kirk Cousins will be the first quarterback domino to fall. Uh, what do you think of his idea there, and who do you think of the second-tier quarterbacks is uh, most likely for the Broncos to target? Well, I think, Mark, any team that looks at Bradford's really going to have to have the doctors involved. I mean, uh, he's had a tremendous amount of knee troubles you know he's had two 
two ACL tears and he had, you know, further uh, work done this past season just to sort of in the aftermath of those other surgeries. So uh, awful lot of health questions there. And, you know, I would assume they would even try, if they did a contract with him, they would even try to have some of those health issues in there somehow. Now, you know, a player isn't going to like that, but, uh, you know, they did it with Peyton Manning, and I would assume there would be some kind of uh, sort of restrictions there. But uh, it would be hard for me to believe they would go that big on a, on a player with that many health questions. I, I think of the other guys, I think you got to look at, at people they, they know a lot about, and you have to go to Gary Kubiak, and that would put you in a, in a Case Keenum, Tyrod Taylor sort of frame of mind. And I, I think Gary's going to have a lot to say about what they do, uh, you know, in free agency at quarterback. And, you know, they didn't increase Kubiak's role to not listen to his opinion. So I think if he knows a couple guys better, that's going to have some some weight in all this. One of the interesting things to come out recently, Jeff, is this, uh, this Mayfield Manziel, uh, comparison. And I'm reading the headline now on ESPN that says Baker Mayfield rejects comparisons to Johnny Manziel. The quote is, we're two completely different people. I've always been a team oriented guy, not saying that Johnny wasn't, but I've quickly earned the respects of my teammates because of how I worked. How much of this is a media driven narrative and how much of this is actual concerns that Baker Mayfield may enjoy some of the other things in life a little too much, a la Johnny Manziel? Uh, you know, well, my impression for people in the league is that, uh, it's, it's mostly a media driven thing. I mean, you got, fiery guys who played in that part of the country with rabid fan bases, uh, you know, who were in the Heisman Trophy discussion, you know, roughly the same size and all of that. So you got all that working. And, you know, Mayfield did have the uh, alcohol arrest, uh, you know, that he's addressed with, with teams at the Senior Bowl. And, you know, I, I don't think he's had a lot of the uh, – sort of family infrastructure issues or, you know, the the people around him. I, I've not heard any of those criticisms from people in the league that I I heard about Manziel before that draft. You know, there, there were a lot of concerns about people Manziel had around him uh, leading up to that draft, and I haven't really heard uh, any of that with, with Mayfield. So I, I think it's two different situations, but he, he will certainly be asked about, you know, the arrest and – you know, some of the things he did during games, uh, especially the, the Kansas game. Jeff, the uh, Buccaneers just announced that they've released running back Doug Martin. When do you think the Broncos could start making some of those moves? What's kind of the timeline for any of those big decisions where, you know, we've heard all all along it's going to be a big offseason, some tough decisions, but when would you expect, you know, if the Broncos were going to release a big-name player, when's that going to happen for them? Well, Mark, I, I think, you know, Elway is always traditionally – sort of lived by the theory, don't do anything until you absolutely have to. So I think it would be closer uh, to the opening of free agency. So uh, when you get in the tenth, uh, March 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th, right in there, uh, when they're going to need cap room. I mean, if they're going to dive into free agency as much as everybody expects them to, and even as much as Elway said they would be ready to, uh, they're going to have to make some cap space. And, you know, the only way they have to do that is to uh, redo 
a couple of the bigger deals they have or, or release some of those contracts they have of guys who are, you know, ready to count $9 million or above against the cap. And obviously Aqib Tlaib is always the name that comes up right now. And, you know, C.J. Anderson as well. So I think those are the two guys to watch moving forward here. ESPN's Jeff Legwald, our Altitude 950 insider, is our guest here on the Vic Lombardi Show. All right, Leggy, you just mentioned to keep to leave and C.J. Anderson. What about Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders? Both those situations seem fluid. Seems like there's reports that one guy could be gone, the other guy could be gone, both could stay, both could go. Here on February 20th, gut reaction on both DT and Emmanuel Sanders. Well, I think if if they're honestly in a quarterback derby, whether it's Cousins or somebody else, uh, I think part of the of, of their presentation is going to have to be that Thomas and Sanders or both are on the roster. So I think if they're really involved in, in quarterbacks and free agency, I think the two guys stay. Now that, that, that will require them to make a move on Thomas. He's got a, he's got a option bonus that has to be paid. And if it's not, it voids the last two years of his deal. So, uh, they've actually got to, you know, sort of write a check there to make that happen. But if they're really in on quarterbacks, releasing the wide receivers isn't going to help their cause. Franchise tags can be placed today. Certainly don't expect the Broncos to need to use one this year, but of their list of, uh, guys that are becoming free agents, who do you think that is most likely to be back? Uh, Mark, I think, you know, that, I think this is a group where they'll take them back if it's their price. You know, if, if the guys want a, a little more, they're going to get more elsewhere. But, you know, I, I think they'd like to have Todd Davis around. I think they like how he approaches things. And, and I think, you know, unless, uh, you know, unless Latimer's looking for a lot bigger role in an offense, uh, I think they'd certainly like him back for special teams. Uh, but I think those two guys would lead the way. Jeff, a couple more for you here, and then we'll get you out of here. Obviously, the quarterback situation is fluid, but it is the one Broncos fans care the most about. Um, who who do you think is the most likely week one starter for the Broncos right now? You know, well, I can't. I've, I've talked to so many people in the organization and, and around the league. I, I, I'd, I'd be lying if I said I have a really good handle on where they're at right now. I think, you know, the Cousins thing is totally – a money investment issue, you know, because the bottom line is you're going to have to make them the highest paid player in NFL history. And, mm. you know, any team that signs them is going to have to wrap their heads around that. And I don't think the Broncos can win a bidding war, you know, unless they're going to give more guaranteed money than everybody else because, you know, teams like the Jets and the Browns have so much more cap room than they do and so much more flexibility in how they make a deal. So, uh, I still believe they'd like to sign a quarterback and use one of their first three draft picks on a quarterback, you know, meaning that, uh, you know, where you, where you would draft one is contingent upon who you signed in free agency. But that, that's kind of where I am at the moment. Non-quarterback, is there a free agent out there that you think the Broncos might make a strong push for? You know, I think they'll look around on, on, in the defensive front a little bit, uh, maybe inside linebacker. You know, I think they'll take a look at some of those guys. But I, I think any of their free agency work, given their cap room, is going to be based on how much, how big they're going at quarterback. So, uh, 
You know, the quarterback move's got to be first. And and until it is, they really can't do much else, I don't think. Leggy, what's next for you? You headed up to the combine? Oh, yeah, next week. We'll get it going. There we go. It's already that. You can't have it without me. Yeah, of course, of course. It's already that time again. Hey, Jeff, great stuff as usual. Thanks so much for your time. We appreciate it. See you, Jeff. See you, fellas. There it goes. That's ESPN's Jeff Legwald, our Altitude 950 insider here on the Vic Lombardi Show. Uh, Mark, a lot of interesting stuff there to digest from Jeff, particularly on the quarterbacks. That guy's as well-connected as anyone. You and I both know that. I mean, there's a reason he's our insider. He knows this organization through and through. Even he doesn't have a gut, really, on who the next quarterback will be. But he does think that the Broncos won't take your plan and that they will sign somebody. So Start listening to me. <laughs> no, I, I do think in all seriousness that John Elway is John Elway for a reason. And the whole in Elway we trust thing, uh, I know that drives some people crazy, but he is so competitive that if anyone's going to rebuild this thing, I'm confident John Elway's the guy. He wants to win, and I think he wants to win sooner as opposed to later. Yeah, I think he wants another Lombardi. I think he wants two as a player and two as a GM. And it's, it's good balance. Yeah. We all like balance. You know, life. just you a symmetry two thing. Left, two over on your yeah. right, you know? Exactly. Are mine. <laughs> so I, I, I understand Broncos fans have been frustrated as of late, but uh, believe me, if anyone's going to fix this thing, it's going to be John Elway. I would agree. Yeah. You got the Vic Lombardi show on Altitude 951. More segment. By the way, coming up at 10 o'clock, Julie Brownman will be joined by Ron Zapolo, the legendary Ron Zapolo in for Scott Hastings. They're going to talk with Tom Green and Paul Klee about all things Denver sports. Keep it locked in. Altitude 950. Hey, Denver. This is James Merrillat, and I have some great news for you. Did you know that 10 states are predicted to have strong housing markets in 2018? And guess who made the list? The home of the Mile High City, Colorado. While the market will remain strong, it is poised to level out a bit in 2018 and see a 3.1% increase in median home value. Colorado Springs tops the cities for growth, and the median house price there is slated to rise 5.7% this year. How do you take advantage of this? Contact Colorado's number one lender, American Financing, to start your home buying journey Today, they employ only salary-based consultants. They're Colorado family-owned and operated, and they're the official mortgage company of Altitude 950. How do you find them? Contact my friends at American Financing at 303-695-7000 or online at AmericanFinancing.net. That's American Financing, 303-695-7000 or AmericanFinancing.net. Every Wednesday morning at 7.30, Vic Lombardi talks with head coach Jared Bednar. The teams in our division just keep on clicking along here, and we've just been 500 here lately, and then we're, and we're dropping in the standings, so we got to be better than that if we want to stay in this. And We've played really well at home, and we come with a good energy, and, and then trying to keep grinding out some wins on the road. The Jared Bednar Show, Wednesday mornings at 7.30 on Altitude 950. Hey guys, listen up. We all love those hearty home-style meals. You know, the chicken fried steak with a huge side of mashed potatoes covered in gravy. But let's get real. We aren't going to just cook that up. That's why I get my home-style meal fix from the Black Eyed Pea. This is Vic for Black Eyed Pea. Try Cajun Catfish right from the south for their turkey and dressing and, of course, their chicken fried steak with home-style gravy. Nine wonderful front-range locations and all locally owned. Great value, great food, and great service at the home-style Black Eyed were you underpaid or denied by your insurance company after that hailstorm last May? Well, you need the C3 Group. They're a team of private insurance adjusters and property claim experts that work only for you, not your insurance company. 
So don't let your insurance company tell you what they're willing to pay for your claim. The C3 Group will ensure you receive what they're required to pay. Call the C3 Group, 303-670-2710. That's 303-670-2710. The C3 Group, 303-670-2710. Larry H. Miller Ram Truck Center 104th is Colorado's first choice. With over 1,000 new vehicles to choose from on 17 acres, we guarantee the best prices and lowest payments in the state. That's right, best prices and lowest payments in the state that can't be beat. Being the number one volume dealer has its perks, and we're passing them on to you. Come on in and see for yourself why we're Colorado's first choice. Conveniently located off I-25 and 104th. Larry H. Miller Ram Truck Center or RamDenver.com. RamDenver.com. Driven by you. The Army National Guard is committed to keeping the country safe and our community secure. Composed of hundreds of thousands of citizen soldiers from all walks of life, the Guard is always ready to respond to local or national emergencies. We protect the homeland. We're always there when called upon. And in every state and territory, we stand guard for our communities. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Colorado Army National Guard. Aired by the Colorado Broadcasters Association at this station. Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Now, back to Vic Lombardi. Jokic looks in. Cross-court pass over to Gary Harris for the game winner. Yeah! G-Money knocked him down at the horn. And the Nuggets finally, finally win a game on the last shot. Don't forget, Altitude 950 wants to send you and a guest to sit courtside with Nate Kreckman and Ryan Harris as the Nuggets take on the Clippers February 27th. Want you to see it in style via the Ultimate Nuggets VIP experience all this week. Every time you hear Cause's call of Gary Harris's game-winning shot against the Thunder, and oh, by the way, you just heard it, third caller at 303-753-0950, and you're in the running to win a pair of courtside tickets and Club Lexus access when Denver takes on L.A. Courtside seats, food and drink before and during the game. It's the Ultimate Nuggets VIP experience. Compliments of Altitude 950. Hit those phone lines up right now, 303-753-0950. Caller number three is going to get qualified. Mark Haas is in. I'm Will Peterson. You got the Vic Lombardi Show. Mark, you ever sat courtside at a Nuggets game? Because Nate and Ryan are going to be doing it a week from tonight. With two lucky winners. Hang on real quick. I gotta make a call. What was that number again? <laughs> I have not. That would the be The lines fun. are going, but you can still get in. 303-753-0950. Good, uh, good schedule of games for the Nuggets coming up though with, uh, the Spurs, Rockets, and Clippers. Back to back to back, uh, not back to back days, but those are the three. That's the current homestand. Tough stretch, but, uh, good chance to get out to the Pepsi Center and see some of the other good teams in the Western Conference and Nuggets always play well at home. That, uh, that Sunday game against the, the Rockets should be fun. Hopefully they can, uh, hang with them. Uh, give them a run, run at home. Well, not only do they play well at home, um, to me, the Nuggets all year have played to the level of their opponents. Yeah. You know, they, they've lost a handful that, it, that, that have been frustrating, but they've also won games. It's a, whoo, that's a good win. And, and especially that has happened recently. And that's what's been very encouraging. I mean, when you beat the Thunder at home and you beat the Warriors at home and you beat the Spurs at home. It's like that's announcing yourself to the to the Western Conference that you're legit. And the home, I mean, it's one of the best, if not the best home court advantage in the NBA right now. I mean, just look at the record. But to do what they did in Milwaukee last Thursday and to go up there 
and just lay it on the Bucks with the Greek freak. And, you know, you hear all about that kid and, and rightfully so. You know, is he, is he in the MVP conversation? And, and for Jokic and Murray and Harris, and we've talked a lot about the return of Millsap looming. It's just an exciting time to be a Nuggets fan. So I'll admit that I decided that I was going to get really into the Winter Olympics. Okay. And boy, I've picked a bad Olympics to get into because it's sure. not been that exciting. No. But I regret not watching the first half of that Bucks game as I see like Josh Dover tweet triple double in the first half. I thought he was kidding. Uh-huh. Joker gets a triple double in the first half and I'm watching people slide around on ice because I did. I decided I'm going to do the Olympics this year. So I haven't gotten into the Olympics, so I'm glad we've got a few more minutes left here on, on the Vic Lombardi Show before Julie Brownman hops on with uh, guest host Ron Zapolo in for Scott Hastings. Honestly, I don't know what it is, but I just don't care. And that's 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 a weird word to utter, but for whatever reason right now, the Winter Olympics have just not – Caught my eye. I thought, you know, I thought the Chloe Kim story was really cool. Really proud of Troy Terry last night. We've got the local connection, you know, Highlands Ranch kid, DU kid. So there are some individual stories that have been fun. I'm not trying to diminish that, but on a large scale, I don't know what it is. You, Mr. Olympic, <laughs> fill me in. What's been going on? Well, there haven't been many American medals. I mean, they're still only at like 12 or 13, mm-hmm. down in fifth or sixth place. Yeah. They're just, I mean, other than some of the sports that they've kind of invented, you know, they haven't, they haven't done well in the, uh. <laughs> kind of invented. What do you mean by that? Well, like they've added so many sports to the Winter Olympics that only Americans are good at. Right. I see what you're saying. And so if I can do my hot take real quick. Okay. We get to hot takes. Let's hear it. Jesse, can we fire up like a little or something for, for Marcos here? Didn't do our hot takes this morning, but he is antsy. Let's see if we can get him a little something. Really fire this up here. Oh, look at this. Getting an impromptu hot take. All Sports Station and the Vic Lombardi Show present Piping Hot Takes. Brought to you by Porter at Venice Hospital. Top 5% in the nation for robotic prostate surgery. The next hot take. My hot take is that Liz Sweeney is an Olympic hero. Did you see video of her half pipe, uh, skiing run if not look it up right now so she's from america but Mm -hmm. she has grandparents and parents from other countries and so she figured out a way to get into the half pipe skiing competition by for the last two years just going to competitions and finishing because there weren't enough athletes so you had to finish in the top 30 so her run is literally what me or you would do in a half pipe she just skis up one side and then skis up the other side and skis up the other side but she found a loophole where a certain number of people have to get invited. This is one of those sports that really only America and a couple other countries are good at. So she ended up competing for the Hungarian national team. Wow. Finished dead last. She got a 30. But she, people don't like it that she's in the Olympics. But she is my hero because she figured out a way to get to the Olympics in one of those sports that America basically added just so that they can win more medals and wait for the rest of the world to catch up. And so because the rest of the world hasn't caught up and have athletes, she was able to be an average person basically sliding down and being an Olympian. She's a hero. That is cool. Well yeah. said, my friend. I like it. Got you got to look it up. You have to look up. I will. It snuck, a, it snuck a hot take in before we got out of here. That's that's well done, Mark. Elizabeth Sweeney making her Olympic debut. It is fun. You know, you always remember those stories over the years of the, the average Joe who randomly gets into the Olympics for, as you called it, a loophole, whatever reason. I remember there was a swimmer uh, a few years ago who you were just rooting for the guy because it was cool to just see him in the pool living out his People dream. People are rooting for her, though. So. 
Well, I was rooting I'm for the swimmer. For okay. You, you, you're annoyed that she's, excuse me, you're not annoyed. People are annoyed, People are annoyed. that she, she's, she's just making a mockery of this. She's not necessarily one of those feel-good stories. She mm. has enough money to travel around and go to these competitions and earn enough points and then use the fact that she has relatives from other countries to, okay. to get onto their team. But I think it's great. Well, I think it's Jesse Trujillo, our technical producer, just tweeted, great story. Elizabeth Sweeney has her half-pipe Olympic debut. So you've at least got one person on your side. But on the this. best part was the Grant announcers. And I tweeted that before he did his story. Yeah, before he even did his hot take. <laughs> the best part was the announcers, like, didn't really know what to do. Like, they were kind of calling it, but then, like, one guy just stopped talking. And then the reaction from the crowd was there's like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, Mark, we, uh, we've got about four minutes left. Appreciate you filling in here on the Vic Lombardi show today. James Merillat. Vic Lombardi off today. I'm Will Peterson. That's Mark Haas, longtime Channel 4 sports anchor. All right, we'll, we'll leave with some predictions because predictions are always fun. And I love having, um, you know, some, someone else to make wild predictions because normally that's my role on this show. So Mark, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here to, to finish things off. Uh, Leggy danced around it, but I'm not going to let you dance around it. Who's the Broncos quarterback in week one? Uh, Baker Mayfield. Really? Yeah. You think John Elway is willing to pass on a guy like Josh Allen who fits more of the prototypical John Elway type quarterback, Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler, and roll the dice on a kid like Mayfield who's got a ton of upside but also a ton of questions? I think that they will make a run for Kirk Cousins first, but I don't think that they're going to be willing to spend the money that maybe another team has. And I I, I don't know that Denver is the destination that it, it once was. So I think that they're going to end up drafting a quarterback and then maybe signing a guy to kind of be his backup. But I think that they liked what they saw from Baker at the, uh, the senior bowl. And, uh, I, I just kind of, that's just been my feeling that I think he might be their guy. I would get on board with that. Uh, I think Mayfield has been my pick for a while. He's been my pick since I've watched kind of Oklahoma season go up and the Broncos season go down. And it's been clear that Mayfield's draft stock was rising and that the Broncos were going to get a pretty good pick, obviously settled at number five. All right, we'll just bounce around here a little bit. Abs have a huge game in Vancouver tonight. Semyon Varlamov will be in goal. No Eric Johnson. I'm frankly just excited, Mark, though. Another game of McKinnon, Rantanen, and Landeskog. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, his second game back in the lineup. That line was super special before McKinnon got hurt. And frankly, for the Avs to continue to go the direction we all want them to go, that line is going to have to be special in this massive three-game road trip in Canada. I'm hoping that this is a backs-against-the-wall rallying-type moment, moment that propels them in the right direction as opposed to hang-your-head-feel-sorry-for-yourself moment. So I think it'll be the first one that I mentioned that this is going to they're going to realize what's at stake, that they, they've they lost a great player in EJ, that everybody needs to show up tonight uh, and do a couple extra things, and I think that they get the win tonight and have a good road trip, get get two of these three on this road trip and uh, come back home and uh, still still very much in the mix. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the trade deadline is February 26th, so this three-game road trip is huge, uh, as we'll see how the Avs season plays out. All right, Rockies are down in Arizona the the first baseman thing is still just kind of weird. It is, and if we're making bold predictions, I don't know if I'm as high on the Rockies this year as everybody else. Ooh. I just think that coming off their great, Can we get the year, hot take music going again. No, I'm kidding. I'm, a couple minutes left. I'm no. just throwing hot takes left and right. But uh, no. I mean, I think they're going to be in the mix. But I think that baseball is just a sport where there's it's the fewest amount of playoff teams. So being in that, you know, being in, getting back to the playoffs is by is nowhere near guaranteed for the Rockies. So they, they have their work cut out for them. I think there's going to be a lot of excitement. I'm excited for the season, but uh, I, I'm not going to get overly excited that they're automatically going to be 
a World Series contender. I disagree with you there. I actually think they'll win the NL West for the first time in their history. Uh, I think they may flirt with triple-digit wins this year. I do think they'll be somewhere in the mid-90s when it's all set. I hope and you're done. right. I hope you're right, but I'm I'm more of the pessimistic type. I'm excited that it is not Wade Davis, or that, excuse me, it is Wade Davis and not Greg Holland. Finally, the Nuggets are off until Friday. They'll play the Spurs at home. Pepsi Center should be on fire that night. Should be a great game, great atmosphere, welcoming the Spurs in. And the Nuggets right now, um, probably the most intriguing team on the Colorado sports scene, if we're just being honest, in this very moment moment it is the denver nuggets figuring out where they're going to be in the playoff seating all-star break kind of signals you know you call it the halfway point but there's only i think 24 games more than left. two-thirds, of, two-thirds point, right? of the way yeah. in but this is now crunch time 24 games left we've talked about it all, all show that they can finish anywhere from three or four to missing the playoffs so every game is going to be important for the nuggets and you know that that's kind of as fans what we want is a team to at least be in the conversation and having stuff to play for in the end of their respective seasons. No doubt. Well, Mark, it's been fun. Appreciate you filling in. Anytime. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Thanks for your patience this morning with us here on the Vic Lombardi Show. He's Mark Haas, Jesse Trujillo, Marty O, James Manchester, Merrillat, Vic Lombardi. I'm Will Peterson. Up next, Julie Brownman, guest host Ron Zapolo. Don't forget, they'll talk to Paul Klee coming up at 1215 right here on Altitude 950. Altitude 950. Rewind. Same thing. Just, I mean... You know, I shouldn't say that because there was a game about four or five games ago we looked at it. We weren't putting any pucks in traffic to the net, um, no shot attempts. I just didn't have an attack mentality, and it's slowly gotten better, actually. I liked their power play the other night in Winnipeg. Had a bunch of chances, had, I think, 17 shot attempts. Uh, you know, I can't I can't remember the number that got on net, but some good, good looks at the net and... You know, tonight we had a couple, but just not dangerous enough for me, you know. Like there's too much play on the perimeter and not enough move the puck and shoot the puck and get to the net and get to the hard areas to score. So it looks like we're looking for the pretty goal and got to fix it, you know. They're spending some time on it, practice, video room, and, you know, we're going to have to find a way to get a little dirtier in front of the net and make it a little uglier on the power play. Denver's All Sports Station. Coming up tonight, the Avalanche are in Vancouver to take on the Canucks. The puck drops at 8 o'clock with a pregame show, getting it away at 7.35. Mark Mosher, the radio voice of the Avalanche, will be on the call. KSE Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche. Yeah, Harris for three. Got it again. Oh! And the money's on fire tonight. Oh, we got a thing of beauty. You gotta be kidding me. Denver's All Sports Station, Altitude 950. <laughs> Live from the Altitude 950 studios. Scott Hastings, Julie Brownman. Hastings and Brownman starts now. Your construction smells of corruption. I'll manipulate to recreate.